Uh, welcome, everyone, to the pilot episode of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 100 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode 200 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. Welcome, everyone, 300 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to episode 400 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Americ. Will. Corey. We got it right. All right. Will, Get great it. job. I was All pointing right. at the screen, and that was meant for you to not fuck it up. It you only didn't. took 400 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I, we, I feel like we've had practice the past couple weeks, right? Because uh, you guys have been on for a few episodes the past few weeks. With, uh, but yeah, we're uh, going to be doing our top 10 games revisited. Uh, I called it top 10 games 4.0 because I didn't want to put four revisiteds on the episode title. I feel like it was a bit redundant. So that's going to be our main topic. Does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? No. Yeah, no, I got nothing. I have some things. I don't know how much time, I, how long I'll last, how much, yeah. how long this this episode story of your run. life, Corey. Story of my <laughs> life. Um, but I've actually played some cool new-ish games that probably aren't in the mainstream, like Sunless Skies. I've played oh, a lot of. Nice. Um, I I played a lot of Slay the Spire recently. Um, I feel like there was another one. I played a little Baba and You, which Eric recommended. Um, yeah, I've, I've been playing a lot of weird kind of out there things, but games that are really really good by the way uh-huh very nice uh yeah i don't have anything to tease game wise i've i've only been playing uh starlink this past week or so uh but we are going to be talking about the google stadia uh announcement that they made at the game developers conference i actually watched the whole the whole conference so we'll talk about that we'll also talk a little bit about the nindy showcase that was earlier today that i actually forgot about uh and then i watched this last half or whatever and then i caught the whole thing so uh, we'll be covering that a little bit during probably nibble bits. It depends on how long everything goes here. Who knows? We are, I should also say we're we're kind of drinking the uh, three three older thumbstick athletes. Uh, Will is not partaking, but uh, this this will be a little more of an old school episode, I would think, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Due to the boozing, so uh, all of our tolerance tolerances have have significantly gone down since since the early days of the podcast i didn't so. eat dinner either oh so yeah me either <laughs> actually it's funny because i bought taco bell last night and uh didn't eat it all last night because i was trying to be what's the word i was trying to look out for my yeah i was trying to look out for my weight a little bit but um it's actually in the oven right now taco Re- bell reheating taco bell in the oven nice huh couple burritos i've got a rattlesnake burrito there and uh i don't remember what the other one is did you like it yeah it's i'll tell you what though didn't sit well on the old tummy i bet Uh, it's those it's those peppers right it took about two minutes to hit (laughs) yeah nice uh so yeah okay uh, top 10 games. Uh, Will, I'm going to kind of go in order here. Will, we'll start with you in the upper left-hand corner of the screen. So uh, what do you got? 
So, how are we doing this, Dan? Are we going over our list last episode, last three uh, episode three hundred, and then the new one? Like, no, what? I mean, you can kind of do it. However, I was gonna say uh, save the game, and then I'll say like if it's new on the list or if it moved up from or moved up or down. I was gonna go that way, but the but the your current episode four hundred top ten game number ten. Start so start at... there, and then you can you can go from there. Okay, so at number ten. My newcomer to my list is Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Wow. Um, I should say right off the bat, I think I cut five games off of my episode 300 list. Um, wow. And I'm going to say I'm right now, just to keep you guys guessing, but I've cut Terraria, Earthbound, Smash Brothers, Wii U, Fallout 3, and Final Fantasy 7. Wow. Well, I have a pretty uh, good idea what you replace Smash Brothers with. Probably a game of the same title. I don't know. You might be a little surprised. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, maybe. <laughs> But, uh, so Hollow Knight is one of the newcomers on there, uh, pretty much replacing Terraria, so. Um, I just bought, uh, Hollow Knight on PC. It's one of my favorite indie games of all time. Um, I love so much about the game. It's, the story is very, it's a, uh, Metro-type game where you're going through these dungeons and exploring this crazy world, but, um, it's, um... It's got a very hidden story that's actually really cool to the point that I've actually watched YouTube videos to figure out uh, what's going on behind with the narrative. And uh, just everything about the game, I love the character. I love the customization of the abilities. I just, It's a game that... A common theme for my episode 400 list are games that I always think about how much I love, and this is a game that I always think about. So, uh-huh. so at number 10, I got Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. What was your previous number 10? So previous number ten was life is, life is was strange. life is strange. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Uh, I'll go next. My number ten game is Stardew Valley. Uh, this is new. It was not on my list last time. I, I don't remember what year it came out, but I'm pretty sure I had at least played it. Um, but I put fifty, sixty hours on PC, and then well over seventy on the Nintendo Switch. It's the game I always revisit when I need something relaxing to play. Uh, not necessarily mindless, but relaxing. The the music, the the sounds the game makes. Um, it's just a just a very excellent relaxing game. And uh, my previous uh, episode three hundred list had Mario Kart eight at number ten. So uh, I, that might have gone up or down or off or who knows. But Stardew Valley number ten. Eric, well, number ten. Well, here's here's the thing. Uh-huh. I looked at my top ten list, and I was really having trouble seeing any games on there that I wanted to take off. Yeah. So what I did was I've got a list of four games here that I think could, could slot possibly into the crack the top ten. Okay. And I just wanted to see what you guys thought. Yeah, let's hear so it. So do you want me to say what my previous number ten was first? Is that yeah. Yeah, that's a good call. All right, so my previous number 10 was Bloodborne. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. It is a very good one. one. Uh, yeah. cut it. I've been thinking uh, a lot about that game recently. I don't know if I can cut that one. Um, So the, the four, mm-hmm. you want me to just tell you the four games that I thought could crack? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have Breath of the Wild, Red Dead Redemption 2, Smash Ultimate, and Celeste. Ooh. Wow. That is a tough call right there. Yeah. 
So I don't know how you want to do this because I mean I have obviously have nine other games. Do okay. Do more of those games have to go above, or is it just one of those games is cracking your top ten and that's it? Well, they don't necessarily have to go above, but you know, would do you think Bloodborne would slot further down your top ten? Uh probably. Because Bloodborne's not coming off. Hmm. I would have to hear the rest of them to help. Yeah. With the with the thought process of it, um, because I well, think I can, all of I can read them unless you want to wait until after. I'm fine with Eric going over his list and us hashing it out. Yeah. Yeah. Axe Bloodborne. Beardless says you can axe Bloodborne. It's had its time in the sun. But oh, where does man. it sit in your your being, Eric? Well, I guess you have to ask yourself, does it sit in a uh, better place than Breath of the Wild? In my I would, opinion. I would say yes. I yeah. would I would say, okay, Eric, here's my thought, Eric. I, th- yeah. I think Red Dead Redemption would probably take Bloodborne's place here, right? Probably not. No? Okay. I really liked Bloodborne a that, lot. That would, be, that would be the game out of those four that mm-hmm. I would pick to... S- to push Bloodborne off the list. Well, let me let me read the other ones. Okay. Yeah, read the other ones because I feel like there might be one that's further down your list you might feel a little less passionately about. I don't know. You just <laughs> listen. You tell me. Okay. There there is one probably. Uh, number nine, I have a Mario sixty four. Eight is Metal Gear Solid five. What are you? One hundred and ten years old. Pardon? <laughs> I'm just teasing you. <laughs> Seven is Skyrim. Uh, yeah, you are 110 years old. <laughs> Corey, I'm just nostalgic. <laughs> Six is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Five is Halo, the first Halo. Four is Heavy Rain. Three is Journey. Two is Last of Us. And one is Rocket League. Rocket League's not changing. Not changing, okay. So Last I would of Us isn't top... changing either. Actually, top three is pretty set. I was going to say, your top three sounds like it's not changing. Yeah. Um... Well, what about I, Mario 64? I feel like if one is leaving, it might be Metal Gear Solid. That was the second game I was going to ask about, too. The one that jumped out at me, Eric, is Heavy Rain. And not because I don't think it's a good game, but I feel like we've come a long way in like dynamic narrative. And though we haven't had a game like Heavy Rain come out recently, I feel like we could make some big improvements there. But... If it sits in your in your being so nicely, I wouldn't want to remove it from your yeah. being. Remember, that's the one I played in one one sitting. True. Before yeah. in February, it and that game was one. awesome when it came out. Yeah, I don't know if I want to get rid of it. Fair enough. <clears throat> uh, how do you feel about Skyrim? Jeez. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys want to remove those games instead of Metal Gear. I, I go ahead, Will. I was gonna say the three that jumped out the most to me were Metal Gear, Mario sixty four, and Skyrim. Um, I I would say of the four games that I might add, Red Dead is probably the top one. Okay, okay. that's that's what I thought, and I, 
I'm going to speak in defense of Metal Gear Solid 5 for you, Eric, only because you've mentioned repeatedly how you're surprised a game like that exists. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's something to think about. But you also got to think about the bad parts of those games. Yeah, I mean the story. The story in Metal Gear Solid <laughs> Five was. Well, you nonsense. know me, I'm not a story guy. Right. The, I mean the multiplayer stuff too, right? Wasn't that a big no-no for you? Uh, I, didn't even, I didn't even play it. Oh, okay. Didn't play it. I I don't know. I I guess. Uh, I don't know. Think Let's... of it. Try to try to approach it from a different direction and ask yourself, like characters wise. Mm-hmm. I'm with I'm with Dan's point about like Red Dead being the one that I would take off or include on your, in your top ten out of all of them if I had to pick one. Uh, and for me, like Arthur Morgan was such a strong character that that in itself would be enough to make it on my list. But like Metal Gear doesn't have super strong characters. I didn't yeah, play as much as you guys. Man. Neither does Skyrim. Um, I know that's not what we're basing it on, but like, at least for me, that's one of the things I think about. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I. Uh, maybe I would replace Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. I replace Skyrim on my list if it makes you feel better. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. I'll put. I'll take Skyrim out, and then I'll put, um, Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption 2 at number 10. You know? RDR 2, number 10. I, yeah. I like I like that, Eric. I like that move. All right. And then why don't we keep going around the table, and if, uh, you know, during the discussion something, something springs to mind, or here I decide to put one of these other ones in, we'll discuss it. So you're slotting Bloodborne to 9 with Red Dead at 10? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes, I am. Awesome. Corey, number 10. Well, I've got Civ 6 at number 10, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't preconceived. It, it got to the point, and I don't even, I, I don't have my previous list in front of me. Um, I could probably call it up, but if okay. one of you guys has it, has it ready, I'd appreciate it. But it, it was one of those things where I was, whatever game was on there, I didn't feel strongly enough about, and I was like, oh, you know what? I need one more game. What's the flavor of the week right now? And for me, that's that's Civ Six, especially with the expansion, um, the Rising Storm, not Rising Storm. That was the last one, or is it? Is that this expansion? I don't remember. Uh, R- R- Rise and Fall was the previous one. Rise and Fall, Gathering Storm, Gathering Storm, the, the current one. Um, I've just been so enamored with Civ, and it just feels so complete for me. Uh, it hasn't felt this complete since Civ Four. I guess is only two games ago, but still, like, um, I've had such a good time with Civ Six, and style is key for me. Uh, you get the voice of what's his tits from Game of Thrones. <laughs> it's just like the the polish is what separates Civilization games for me from all the other grand strategy games out there. And yeah, I just so enamored with it right now. That in this list, honestly, especially Civ Six, could change next week. I could change my mind about that, but. Uh, just struck uh, struck gold at the right time, I guess. So, Corey, I have your your list if you want to hear your ten. Sure. Um, Final Fantasy Nine was your ten. Okay, great game. 
So, but I would still have Civ Six there instead. So Final Fantasy Nine is not on your current list. Uh, for this episode four hundred, no, it is not. Okay, gotcha. Oh, also, did real... you rebuild from the ground up, Corey? Uh, no, no. I would say half of my list is still games I've had previously. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I do want to say too. Make sure you're writing these down because I do want to do. Wanna, I've got a note now, uh, so I can have all these saved. I got it. Um, I got it. I got it. I can't type them currently because uh, I'll get too distracted. So that's so yeah. forward thinking of you, Dan. If only one of us thought of that <laughs> in previous episodes. Well, I figured you weren't going to take notes for this one, so I figured I would yes, take over cool. the. <laughs> I was going to hold the list hostage. Red and shirt. I do like. I listened to you guys talking about it on the podcast, and you're like, oh, Corey has Corey said in episode 300 that he has a list of everything. I was just going to keep it for myself and not share it with you guys and be like, yep. Red. If you didn't answer me by Sunday, I was going to listen and get everybody their lists. <laughs> so I was prepared in case you did something like that. <laughs> Red-shirted ass. <laughs> Will, go ahead, number nine. My number nine, uh, had it on my last list, but Life is Strange, um, slotting one spot higher than episode 300. I mean, I don't know what, what more shame. I can say about Life is Strange. It's an incredible game, <laughs> uh, tear-jerking narrative, unbelievable game. I still, whenever I hear, uh, just today, too, uh, whenever I hear Ashley Birch's voice, who did Chloe, it's mm-hmm. it's Chloe to me. I can't, I can't get that out of my head, like... There was a new uh, game during the, during the Nindy's presentation today with her with her voice as the, as the main character, and it's 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 Chloe. Like, it's Chloe, yeah. It's one of those characters that you'll always associate them with that role that they had. Yeah. So you know, I, I the more distance I have from the first Life is Strange, the more fondly I think of it, especially with how much I'm not enjoying the second Life is Strange. So uh, did that one our game of the year? Oh yeah. Well deserved. Yeah. What was what was the competition that year? Do we remember? Last of Us. <laughs> no. No, it wasn't. I don't remember. I really don't remember. I don't remember either. We'll have to look up what year it was. Whatever it was, what it was an absolute shambles from us that year, as it usually is. That would have been. It would have been twenty twenty fourteen. I was thinking twenty fourteen. Because it, it was 2015 that was Final Fantasy 15, right? Or was that 2016? Life is Strange came out in 2015. 2015, okay. okay. Four years ago already. Wow. That's crazy huh. to me. All right. Came out totally. amongst Fallout 4, Bloodborne. Oh, I probably picked Bloodborne. The Witcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, Arkham then Witcher night. 3 and fucking Life is Strange 1. <laughs> God, you guys are the worst. I still that, stand by that. That's I know, that, that's what makes it worse. I didn't end up playing it that year. Otherwise, I might, I probably wouldn't have had it above The Witcher. Um, of course but, not, Dan. But I, uh, I did really like the Life is Strange <laughs> games. So also came out that year, Eric. Rocket League on PC. <laughs> that's the best game of all time, arguably. No. <laughs> not for you it isn't not for me I dare, I dare you to argue that alright my number 9 is Bioshock Infinite uh, I previously had it at, looks like number 7 
Uh, so move move down a little bit, but uh, still a great game. Although you know, at this point, the mechanics in it are a little bit dated compared to more modern first person shooters. Uh, but the story still grabs me. I still try to play at least a little bit every year. It's one of those games I try to revisit every year. Um, you, you think the mechanics are dated? Yeah, I mean, as compared to, like, a shooter you would play nowadays. Interesting. Yeah. it's. I mean, it's at this point, it's, what, five Eight, years old? Uh, six years old? Six, seven, I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been it, out for a while. It's a former Game of the Year winner on this podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Beating the mighty last he of beat us. the last of us. Yep. <laughs> wow, what a sad podcast. <laughs> I've been meaning uh, to tweet out to the uh, developers of Celeste that Celeste won our 2018 Game of the Year. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a win. I would put that on the back of the box if I was the publishers of Celeste. Yeah, man, it's too. One of the few years we got it right, huh, boys? Yeah, because I mean, it was up against some pretty, pretty hefty competition. So, I honestly feel like we've gotten it right every year. Personally, I really, even the years where the game I picked didn't win. Wow. <laughs> well, at least one of us does, huh? We have to go back and look because maybe I'm second. I'm, I think I'm starting to second guess what I just there, said. There was yeah, a, I think, no, no. I think you because didn't we, didn't Dragon Age win? Dragon Age did win. Yeah, but in retrospect, I probably would have picked dragon age i just oh. didn't i didn't play it enough okay. um, eric picked dragon age but he definitely liked another game way more for game of the year <laughs> yeah <think> so. <laughs> yep i yep me and will just uh, did an episode where we revisited all these too and i, I don't yeah. remember already it was only a couple months ago yeah. uh eric nine what is it number, oh mario 64 mario 64 okay yeah that was my number nine um staying on the list well, I think so. I don't. I don't like. I liked Breath of the Wild. Do you remember me talking like super fondly about it? Yeah, well, I at guess least I at moved first. Bloodborne to number nine. Yeah, you moved Bloodborne up. Sorry. Yeah, I moved Bloodborne to number nine. Okay. Yeah. Corey. Yep. Number nine. I actually have Hearthstone at number nine. It's a game that like is on my top ten, isn't on my top ten, is on my top ten. But um, this time doing the list. Excuse me for burping uh this time when i was doing my list I was, I was really trying to think like what games can i look back on and like uh, played a major role in my life <laughs> it's gonna I keep happening a... there it is um yeah so hearthstone has been a game that's been a big part of my life for the last yeah since it came out i mean six seven years maybe uh, but it's gotten to the point now where I can't even play on the ladder. The ladder is just no fun for me. It's people that are really freaking good at Hearthstone that look up like the best deck meta combos and like all that bullshit. And I just don't have time for that. So basically, all I do now is I do the tavern brawl every week and I do the um, arena runs because the playing field is more even because everybody's getting random cards that you have to sort of do a fantasy draft for. Um, so that's where I'm at with Hearthstone. I, I think they've done a great job of making that game last. They do a really good job of trickling out content. Um, now they do solo adventures with every expansion, which is nice because it's not just a card dump. It's uh, content to go along with it, which I really appreciate as somebody who doesn't play on the ladder. But um, there's not really much more to say about Hearthstone other than it's been a big part of, of my gaming 
Passed. Yeah. I think it fits on your list, Corey. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. I, Corey, I, think, I think Hearthstone. Yeah. Will. Yeah. Number eight. My number eight. Uh, Call of Duty World at War. Uh, another returning game. I think it slotted at number eight last year as well for me. Um, Call of Duty World at War is probably my favorite first-person shooter I've ever played. Uh, I put a disgusting amount of hours in that game. I say it every time that it comes up, but I got 10th Prestige on my Xbox 360 and PC at the max level. Uh, unlocked everything in that game. In my opinion, it's the last great Call of Duty game. Okay. And I say that knowing World of, or Modern Warfare 2 came out after that. I still oh, think no, I'm with you. I'm still... Call of Duty 4 and 5 were the peak of Call of Duty, and I don't think they've been the same since. Totally agree. Five was World at War? Yeah. Okay. Completely agree, Will. I just like these new Call of Duty games. They're just... They're convoluted. They're... I don't know. The zombie sucks, too. I like this new one. I know it didn't have a campaign, but... What was the new one? I liked it for what it was. Uh, Blops 4? Black Ops 4. And you know what? That's probably one of the ones that I've liked the most recently. Because um, I didn't really care for the World War II one that came out or the one before that, which was Infinite Warfare, I think. Oh, I actually liked the World War II one, WW2, yeah. I did like that one. But it's not as good as Modern the, Warfare or World of War. Yeah. It just the, the, the biggest thing is the side modes. And while Blackout's really good, but the zombie modes in these games are just so bad now. I think they're yeah, dumb. I'll completely and, agree. The zombie modes they are there's just so much bullshit going on, like it was fun when it was just killing zombies and like repairing your house and like running around in kind of a small area. Like you knew what to do. It was simple, but it was super fun. And it got, like, kind of scary at one point, you know? Yeah. But they've tried to do too much with it, and it's just not. I completely it, agree. They're, like, the when you and I played, I think it was the last one, Eric, we did that, like, hour-long zombie mission, but we had no idea what we were doing any of the time. No idea. And, like, just one guy was doing everything, and, like, we just didn't know what was going on. And it was just, like, wasn't fun because of that. Well, the thing is, like, it's a, it's a side multiplayer mode that doesn't respect your time because you have to put all this time and energy into figuring out like what the fuck you're supposed to do in this this zombie mode whereas that first one it was just like all right you know go in here into this this house and have fun and kill zombies and that was it you know yeah and it was it was just pure and mm-hmm. now it's no longer pure it's tainted tainted zombies tainted by sin i agree i think so. you nailed it will yeah, so all the other Call of Duty suck, and <laughs> World Modern War Warfare great. and World at War are the last great ones. So that's my number eight. I still I have not played World at War. I should I oh. should play that at some point. At least the campaign. I won't play online, but campaign's actually pretty cool. I yeah. really like the campaign for that game. I remember playing Call of Duty two. I think three was my first one that I played. I had on Xbox three sixty. I think. I think we had the first one on PC. That was that was uh, Medal of Honor. Oh yeah, you're right. Medal of Honor, Allied Assault. I think so. Will, how could you screw that up? You were a legend. That's true. I remember playing as Wesley ah, Snipes online at like two years old. <laughs> well, what was it? That, 
Was it you that I was playing with where our, your game got hacked? Oh. Yeah, that was you guys. I remember that. What game so that was that? That was uh, Call of Duty 4 on my Xbox. I oh yeah, earned so much negative experience because I got hacked that it said I had to be level 1 to play. I Dude. can't ever play again. How <laughs> ridiculous was that? How does that you happen? literally can't play again. Yeah, no, I, I got taken away from me. By some asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have the the remaster on my wish list on PC because I was like, I got it taken away from me. So I want to play it again online. I have the remaster. Do we have it on Xbox? I'm almost positive. Oh, so I can play. I don't know. Maybe I bought it on PS4, but I'm, I might have it on Xbox. Oh, you know what? I'm looking right now. It is. Yeah, we do have it. Mm. Okay, Here so I can't. I can play. I don't have to. Better get money. get in now before the hackers get a hold of it. <laughs> I saw a funny tweet real quick. It was somebody complaining about bull, like bullying today, and somebody said, "Obviously, you guys have never been in a Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two lobby." <laughs> <laughs> you don't know sure. bullying. It made me laugh just thinking about all those times that people were fighting in the group chat for God knows how long. Fighting about their kill-death ratios? The most <laughs> vulgar shit. Like, they'd say the most vulgar shit to people who they've never met, yep. will never meet, all over their Call of Duty kill-death ratio <laughs> and the game they just played. Yep. Yeah. Just oh, the most man. rancid shit they could think of. Because That's... now, like, people are just in party chats. No one's actually in game chat anymore, but, like... That's true. In the 360 days, like, people were in game chat, and it was... And they were brutal. Yeah. Sounds awful. You know, my tactic was just to always agree with whatever they said. Yep. Yeah. Yep, got me. Yeah, you, how'd you know? Anyway, I could go That's on. A good one. We should move on to number eight. <laughs> yeah. uh, so my number eight is Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, Final Fantasy Tactics continues to plummet on my top ten games list. And it was come previously on. number six. Get your shit together and it's play going it down. Again. <laughs> uh, you'll no- well. Here's the thing. You'll notice the theme of uh, my nostalgia games kind of kind wearing of off. wearing off on me. Yeah, um, it's still on the list at number eight. I-, I think I talked about this last time, but it lost a little bit of its mystique for me after I finally was able to beat it. Because um, <gasps> I think I, I when we started this, I had it at number two, maybe or number three. Let me it's, look, Dan. It's consistently gone down every time. I, I know, like I said, last last time I had it at number six. Uh, now it's number eight. Uh, previously at number eight, I had Earthbound. Earthbound has been purged from my list in favor of Stardew Valley. Man. So, yeah. So, Dan, you had Final Fantasy Tactics at four for episode 100. Okay. I don't have your original. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't li- go back and listen to the top ten games. Uh, so... Or top five we did for our, for the pilot episode. So, I'm honestly a little hurt because this podcast has to stop before 500. Because at this rate, it's not going to be on. Yeah, um... Dan, you're sick. <laughs> maybe it'll maybe it'll maybe it'll hold on by a thread to number ten. There needs we to be gotta... a Steam release so you can play it, or a Switch release. I, yeah. I have it on my phone actually. My... Yeah, but yeah, but nobody plays that on their phone. I yeah, played through the whole thing hard. on my phone. That's how I beat really? it. Really? Yeah. I've tried. I just that's I probably why you don't like it anymore. <laughs> I was just Maybe. gonna say that. You know what? If it was on the Switch, I probably would play it a lot. Now that you've yeah. that would be nice. Are there any Final Fantasies on the Switch? 
Not yet. Yeah, They're coming seven soon. And nine. Yeah, seven Jesus. and nine. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah. Come on. That's... Fifteen Pocket Edition. Dude, that was Final big news. Fantasy. The rest of them are coming Wait. soon. When did seven come out? Or is Not it yet. almost soon. out? Soon. You can pre-purchase it. Oh, okay. I was gonna say because I cut seven from my list. Maybe I should replay it. All right, Eric, number eight. Mario 64. Uh-huh. Wait, wasn't that your number nine? No, I fucked up. That was Bloodborne. Oh, that's right. Yeah, right. right. So do we think Do we think I like... Oh, you know what game I meant to add to my possibilities? You guys are going to hate this game. You're going to hate it. Uh-oh. Fortnite. You played a lot of Fortnite. I played a shit ton of Fortnite. I would Top add 10? it to your list. Are you but kidding? What am I going to take off? That game is a legend for oh my. people that played it. Does but I hate it? And, yeah. <laughs> well, if you hate it, then it shouldn't be on your list. It's love, love, hate. Yeah, fuck that game. Huh. <laughs> Eric suddenly became a twelve-year-old. Yeah, I, I, can, I don't know if I could live with myself. <laughs> it's like picking Duke to win the title, <laughs> even if they are the favorite. I can't very well pen them in and live with myself. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Mario sixty-four. What do you think? Breath Wild, Smash Ultimate, Celeste? Are you looking to replace Mario 64? No, I don't think so. My list is boring because I don't really want to replace anything. That's kind of how I felt. I only I only yeah. purged one game from my list. You know what happened? Because I know I texted you guys and said I think I was going to have a lot of changes. I didn't open the thing the whole way. So I was looking at the first list I made. Oh, okay. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's going to change quite a bit. Yeah, one, uh, episode 100, right? Yeah, and then I looked at episode 300, and I was like, oh, well, yeah, <laughs> that's not really going to change that much at all. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I think I'm going to stand pat there with uh, Mario 64. All right. Uh, Corey, number eight. I've got Dark Souls 3 at number eight. Oh, I yeah. think I had the first Dark Souls originally, but... Um... At this point, it's more of just like, what do I remember? And I just don't remember enough about Dark Souls to be able to keep it in my top ten. But I do remember enough about Dark Souls 3. I also considered Bloodborne for the list. Um, I felt like one of those games needed to be on my list because I adore them so much. And I've had some really good, good uh, experiences with Dark Souls 3, including multiplayer experiences that I'll never forget. So um, that's how it made made its way onto my list i gotta tell you what Corey, i gotta thank you for talking me into playing dark souls because you were the first one of us that ever played it and i remember the first time i played it it was i went to an out of town uh, opening for work and i took my xbox with me and i bought that game to take with me <laughs> And I'll tell you what, man. I almost added one of the Dark Souls to my list. It was gonna be there were gonna be two from software games on my list. Nice. But that's because that was your recommendation. I'm not yeah. sure I ever would have played one. I just I don't know. For me it's all atmosphere. Like I oh. just adore the atmosphere so like the the uh enemy design and everything. Like yeah. it just all oh, it's just I don't know, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, I like you said, Corey, man, the thing about it is, like, I remember in Dark Souls 2, just kind of, like, I know you always talked about how it doesn't hold your hand and how you love that. Yeah. I remember in Dark Souls 2, like, I think it was 2, 
you know, there's a way you're supposed to kind of go to not mm-hmm. get your ass handed to you, but it doesn't necessarily tell you that. It kind of led you that way a little more than the than the previous installment. Maybe it was Dark Souls Street. I don't remember. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I ended up not going that way, <clears throat> and I ended up getting my ass thoroughly handed to me on this bridge. And I was like, "But you don't even care when you play Dark Souls, really." Yeah. Because that's part of the fun of the game is like just figuring out okay, wh- figuring out the moves and like the trial and error of it. And I don't love trial and error games ordinarily. Uh, like I wasn't a fan of Limbo because it was just trial and error. But but Dark Souls, like you said, with everything combined with the the atmosphere and the learning aspect of it, and just like all of the different bosses and the different areas that you go to it's you you can't really beat it no you really can't it's it's as far as i'm concerned in terms of like uh aesthetic beauty i would put the souls games and i'm including bloodborne in that uh pretty far ahead of most most games i've ever played yeah um I don't know. It's 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 a masterclass in game design as far as I'm concerned. And I know people have a hard time getting over the difficulty, but for me like it's manageable to the point where it's like when you die and lose your souls, it sucks, but like you don't mind slogging through it again just cuz the game yeah. is just so well polished. Oh man, I I have Dark Souls remastered for my Xbox and I haven't played it yet, but yeah, I I'm tempted to leave right now and go do it. <laughs> I cannot wait for Sekiro. Am I pronouncing oh, that right? Friday. Friday. Yeah, that's Friday. It's two days, man. So pumped. Yeah. Is there going to awesome. be a early unlock for that? I don't know how Xbox does no, that stuff. No, no, that's all EA. <sighs> okay. Well, anyway, that's my pick. Number eight, Dark Souls three, Corey. Yes. Good pick. Uh, Will number seven. At number seven, newcomer, Final Fantasy fifteen. Uh, this game got cut. So I listened to at least my picks for five, or for episode three hundred, and I wanted to put uh, Final Fantasy fifteen on there. But Eric made a good point. Do you really want four Final Fantasy games on your top ten that's, list? That's saturation. Too much. Yeah, absolutely. So I knew what games I wasn't going to cut. So I was like, which one? do I want to cut? It'd probably be seven out of all of them as much as I liked it. Because for whatever reason, for all of the flaws that Final Fantasy XV has had, I don't think... There's one other game on my list that I have been pining to play again. And it's been Final Fantasy XV. I don't know why. And it's I love it. It's a great game. I love it. You know, I haven't played any of the DLCs yet, so the story's even more fleshed out from when I've last played it. Um, it's just like this beautiful imperfect game that i just love so much and i had to include it uh in this iteration of my top 10 because it's just a game that i look back so fondly on still to this day and still want to play it and i am looking forward to when it's everything slows down in my gaming and i can sit down and play it again it's a great one yeah it's a it's a good one i think it's an underrated final fantasy yeah I mean, the the golden era of Final Fantasy was PlayStation, right? Mm-hmm. PS1. We're so far removed from that. I feel like people are always looking for reasons to hate on Final Fantasy now, too. So it's, I don't know. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. It's a good pick. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not a Final Fantasy fan, but I loved Final Fantasy 15. I thought it was awesome. It's so different from any of the other Final Fantasies. It's just like it's such a the combat was a ton of fun. They fixed a lot of the stuff that people had complaints about, but it's just it's not Final Fantasy six or seven. So like people kind of give it a hard time. It's like Adam Sandler movies. It's like whoever's got the hottest, loudest take about the new Adam Sandler movie gets hurt. Uh, yeah, but like the what was the uh, recent Adam Sandler movie that I thought was really well done, like awesome. Uh, the one where his daughter gets married. Oh, on, love that movie. Netflix. Yeah, you and I both love that one. Yeah, so well done. Called, yeah. But even that like got middling reviews, and it's just because I, I personally. I feel like it's just trendy to hate on Adam Sandler movies, and that's why I got the reviews that it did. So, yeah. Um, yeah. That was a funny movie. Really good. Yeah. I've never really liked Watch movie it. critics, to be honest with you. No, they they suck. I think they think everything needs to be this deep plot with just this gripping tale, or it's a bad movie. You know what well, I mean? Well, perfect example, Devil May Cry 5. It, not everything has to be super deep and fucking intense. Sometimes yeah. you just want something where you can fucking mash some buttons or sit back and have a laugh. Yeah. I completely agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it, it's it, Movies are made to hit a specific thing, and video games are the same way. And I hate that people just seem to have one criteria for when they rate something. Just drives me nuts because it's just you don't need to have a gripping tale for it to be good. Like it can just be a shut your brain off movie or game, and it can still be just as good. Well, both of those, both of those mediums are commercial forms of art. They're meant to be mass consumed. They're meant to sell a lot. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't. A lot of critics, anyway, judge them based on their artistic merit rather than their consumer ability. Which is probably the right way to do it. I don't know, but I don't know. I feel like it's those two things are at odds all the time, like the yeah. commercial aspect and the artistic aspect. No, you're right, and I don't think it's. I don't think there is a right way to. No, there really isn't. <laughs> but yeah, so Final Fantasy 15 is my number seven. Number seven. Uh, my number seven is Mario Kart 8, formerly at number 10 on my list. Um, I've, I, I'm pretty sure it hadn't come out on the Switch yet when I put this on my list initially. Um, it's since gone up on my list because I've had it on the Switch. I put another 75, 80 hours, mostly uh, playing online, too. It's my one competitive game that I'll revisit on occasion uh, to pwn, pwn some noobs, you know? Uh, it's it's the one competitive game I've actually gotten decent at too, which is which is nice, um, and it's fun to play with the kids. You know, they we for a while there maybe maybe a couple times a week we were playing Mario Kart Eight. Uh, we haven't in a little while, but um, maybe I should bring it up to them to all of the the two older kids and and my wife and I playing playing Mario Kart Eight again. Uh, once the twins get older too, we have a second Switch. We'll just have to get a second Mario Kart Eight cartridge. cartridge. Uh, we can all play. So, yeah, but how are you going to take take it, Dan? When your kids start beating you, I, I, I I've told them repeatedly that they will never beat me in Mario Kart. Mm. <laughs> it's just not. Dan, you and I both know that's not true. Uh, well, yep. I, I've I've got to hold on to that. I've got to hold on to that because I know they Could will you... be better at me, better than me at most video games. But I would like to keep Mario Kart, uh, you know, solely uh, Daddy's game that he can win. 
Yeah, but Mario Kart just just by saying that, Dan, you're condemning yourself. Could you imagine yeah. if well, if our dad came to us and said, "You know what? No matter what, I'm going to beat you guys at Blades of Steel." Yes. Could you imagine what what that would turn into? Yes, yes. But that's the point. You give them something to strive for. Yeah. <laughs> and enough. imagine imagine their their elation when they beat Daddy at Mario Kart, like legitimately. Yeah, but how does oh, that? So... Yeah, I was just gonna say. So you're doing as it for a, that. as a dad, like you kind of sometimes you just have to take one for the team, you know. Yeah. And I'll take my lumps, and mm-hmm. if they talk trash talk, then you know that's fine. I can't wait to school Landon's sorry ass on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never dunk on me. He'll never beat me on the on the uh, the pavement, boy. <laughs> we only have hope for one of my kids being into. Like sports, <laughs> being an athlete. Yeah, that just one. Which Mar- one, Marco? Marco. He's the yeah, only one that's shown any interest in sports. So, all right. <laughs> the rest are going to be nerds. He throws a good ball. Yes, he I does. I don't care if, if Landon plays sports, but he better goddamn well root for Buffalo. There you go. <laughs> what if he becomes like a Duke Leafs? Oh. Fan? I don't care about the Leafs, but if he roots for Duke or the Red Sox, <laughs> he's going to be paying rent a lot sooner than he thought. We would never raise a Red Sox fan. So. Never. Uh, okay, Eric, number seven. Oh, shit. Hang on. Number seven. That's where I got Metal Gear 5 slotted in. Nope. Cut it. Oh, he wants me to cut it. I still say for you keep Fort- Metal Gear 5 Fortnite? on there. Yeah, if, for, if it's Fortnite, then keep Metal Gear. <laughs> I would I would say swap Fortnite for Metal Gear. Oh, my God. Wow, Corey's on the Fortnite wagon. Yeah, well, what is happening? It's, I mean, the Fortnite is, like, very culturally significant. I, yeah, totally, I, I totally get the love for it. Is, and but, I put okay. a lot of time into that game. Yeah. But is it a top More than ten I did, game to you? Is it something that you'd be like, "This is one of my top ten games I've ever my that I've ever played"? Well, Me personally, it's, no, it's and that's why it's not on my list. But I could I could absolutely see it for people that were really into it. The thing is, it is it. I recognize it is not a top ten game of all time. You know, in the terms that you're saying. Yeah, I was I was, was going to say we're talking yeah. best and favorite as being two no, different things. Yeah. No, no, I, I'm well aware. Um, yeah. Because I'm just saying, Eric, do you think this is one of your top ten games ever? Oh man. No, I don't think there. I don't think I would be shocked if you said that. Honestly. The more you press me to say no, the more I want to <laughs> say yes. Well, there's also. I mean, I had a flavor of the week pick. I called it as much for. Well, six, the thing so... is, it's not a flavor of the week for me anymore. I never play it now. Because I got to a point where everybody else was getting better, and I was stagnant. There you go. So I'll say, uh, spoiler alert: I EverQuest is still on my list of of top ten games of all time. Not because I have any interest in ever playing it again, but it was just so significant in my gaming history. I mean, there was a period, like a decent long period of time, where I was on ever, or I'm sorry, Fortnite every single night mm-hmm. with Jeff. And Showtime, and then a random, you know, and we'd mix a fourth in. Um, we would literally text each other during the day, say, hey, you get on Fortnite tonight, and every one of us would be like, oh, yeah. It was like, it was a thing we looked forward to. Yeah. And that feeling when you get the win, 
Oh. Oh. Hey, Eric, you do you. We're going to have an episode 500 at some point. You can take <laughs> it off the list of episode 500. <laughs> Maybe it just needs to be on episode on, on the fourth top ten list, but then never again. Yeah. Just I, recognize it that one year. Time and place for it. Yeah. I, I have all people, too. I'm a, I'm a Fortnite defender. Um, I always – I this past year I had it on my Ambassador Games list um, just because of the – it transcends, yeah. you know, it transcends, uh, you know, just gamers playing, like – you know, a parent pickup at my kids' elementary school. Like I would hear parents talking about how they play with their kids. Like yep. that level of bringing people together doesn't happen that often. You know, yeah. it was so transcendent that it, it did that. So, jeez, like, like Pokemon Go, here. exactly like Pokemon. I feel like, it, I feel like it has a place here. Will I don't. <laughs> You could I maybe think it definitely does. You could maybe yeah, slot, oh it, slot, slot, oh slot it into number ten. What are we looking at? Dropping? I don't know what that I would. Take off, though? I don't know that I would take off Metal Gear. Is the thing for so, you? For you, would, Eric? Would you take off Mario sixty four? See, nostalgia games for me have, you know, kind of fallen by the wayside on my list. They've all gone down a little bit. So I feel like Mario sixty four is the one to go if I'm taking one off. I mean, how 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 formative? If Modern Warfare is not going off. How formative was that to your gaming childhood? You know, eh, not very. You know, I thought it was, but I usually keep a Mario game on my list. And I'm the first person to say that that may be the best game ever made. You know, yeah. Do I take off Halo? Shooter for shooter. Granted, the mechanics of one being far superior to the other. <laughs> there is no longer a Halo on my list, if it makes it feel any better. Uh, Same with me. Man, it's tough to take Halo off, though, like when you think back and it's nostalgic. I know. Yep. You know? Those are some good times. Yeah. The best I mean, times. If we had to pick a game in our collective history that, like, you I think Halo, us. Halo would absolutely be the pick. It would be Halo, Halo or EverQuest. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be Halo. Yeah, probably because we because really we were all in the same place when we played that, yeah. which is not something that happened with EverQuest. Yeah, not really Except for that one week. Yeah, <laughs> that was EverQuest two, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Okay, no, it was a, ah no no no, no it was, it was the first EverQuest. Yeah, because Eric was or you, Dan, you were trying to get your J boots or Eric J-boots, was yeah. Kyle. Kyle, no, he Kyle was helping me get my J boots. Yeah. My journeyman. I'm putting boots. EverQuest at number one. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Just get it over with. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could take Mario off. But so good. Oh, yeah. It was so good. That's like that's ageism right there. Is what that is. Yeah. Does Metal Gear go then? That's my vote, but I mean. You uh, you apparently liked it a lot more than I, I ever did. Yeah, maybe I take Metal Gear out. You could take it out and f- and feel good about the the fact that the story was mostly a mess. Yeah, that's that's what I'm choosing to go with. Uh, you or just take it out as a good fu to Capcom. Konami. Konami. Yeah. Fortnite Same sneaks thing. in. Fortnite <laughs> sneaks in at ten. Then. Wow. So, okay, so you're shuffling Fortnite in at ten. What moves up to number seven? 
I don't remember what you had last. Then I guess Mario 64 would be at number seven. Okay. I like it that. Keeps, it keeps moving its way up. <laughs> By the end of the night, who knows? <laughs> I like that. All right. Corey, number seven. I've got Enderall at number seven. Uh, Whoa. First time appearance for Enderall. You know what? And 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 I, I'll I'll admit to being pressured into it only because I really liked Enderall, but I didn't know how much of my love for that game was kind of a fluke until it was it had a mass release on Steam, and I still follow the Enderall subreddit and like people's comments are really just like reiterating the fact. Uh, uh, reiterating how great that game is and every little comment reminds me of the thing I loved in that game and I remember I gave a pretty impassioned speech and is oh, probably yeah. if I had to point back to like my my personal best moments on this podcast my the pinnacle def- yeah my defense of Enderall I think would be one of them um, so I'm not going to rehash it here and honestly I don't think I could I could even come close to to rehashing it here but uh i I, it's just a game that people need to play and people that love rpgs people that love bethesda games people that love fantasy role-playing games like you need to play enderall and other than that other than me telling you to play it i i don't know what else to say i will get to it this year Corey. i promise thanks hopefully in the summer but i will get to it i have it on the docket too it's downloaded i absolutely do not (laughs) <laughs> not on docket until it comes to console someday maybe I've sworn off PC gaming PC mm-hmm. gaming is the worst the worst it's kind of easy now I just no. boot up I just boot up uh, GE Force now and pick the game I want to play and don't we'll, even think about it we'll be talking about that later oh that's right yeah with the Google Stadia stuff so will number six my number six, I forgot that another game that I cut from my list was Mass Effect 2, but in its place I put Mass Effect 3. So you my like number six... Th- you like three yeah. better than two, huh? I do, and... Mass Effect? Yeah, Mass Effect 3. So like my... three better nice. than two. So oh, my... come on. I've been singing that. Corey, I know you've been singing it, but you're the wild card. Go ahead, Will. Sorry. Okay, so for my reasoning for this is I look back at the Mass Effect series and more all of the moments that I look back the most fondly were Mass Effect 3 moments. Um, a couple of them being, you remember when you're on Thessia, the Asari homeworld, and it's just getting absolutely demolished by the, the Reapers and like there's that big war going on? Like that moment was so cool to just see a destruction of a planet and being on it and then you fight Kai Lang on there. Um, loved that moment. The Thane moment too was really good. The Morden moment was really good, where he's singing up in the tower trying to cure the genophage. Um, there's just a lot of really amazing moments in that game that I feel like the only reason people don't like Mass Effect Three is because of the ending. And I'm willing to look past all of that because I think the gameplay was really good. The story was really good. I think the Reaper invasion was really well done because there's I felt like there were stakes every single time yep. that you were doing a mission in Mass Effect 3, whereas Mass Effect 2, you're just like, yeah, go at your speed, do whatever you want. Like I felt like a little bit more, more prompted to work my way through the story because of what was going on. Um, and not to mention the opening in Mass Effect 3 was awesome where you're seeing Earth get obliterated. 
Um, and I will say, too, that Mass Effect 3 had my favorite fan theory out of any game ever, which was the indoctrination theory. And I still choose to believe that the indoctrination theory was what was actually going on over um, the ending that they had. So um, for all of those reasons, I know Mass Effect fell on my list down, I think, three spots. But, you know, just Mass Effect 3, I think as I get further from it was probably the best game in the series. The ending is whatever at this point. I didn't really, I'm not too upset about it because I don't even choose to believe that ending. Uh, I'll jump in here as someone who really liked the ending. Uh, I, I'll say that, um, my, one of my favorite episodes we've done as a podcast was the indoctrination theory bonus episode, which I don't know. Yeah. Right, it wasn't a main episode. No. Um, so if you get a chance to go back and listen, and you're, you're interested in getting into the weeds of like uh, theories about stories within games and stuff like that, like our episode on the indoctrination theory, I thought Will did a really good job of uh, breaking that down. And I, I'm with you, Will. I find that fascinating, and it it really enhanced my adoration for the game. Similar to how uh, analyzing the music in or the uh, song lyrics in. Uh, Bioshock Infinite really mm-hmm. enhanced my love for that game. Um, the the metaphors that are in the, some of the songs and stuff like that. Just Will the circle that be stuff. unbroken? Yeah, just studying yeah. that kind of stuff. Like it, it just really enhanced my interest in the game. So I'm with you 100. Um, I've I've been singing the the Mass Effect three song for a long time now. Uh, I know Dan and and it <laughs> seems like most people prefer Mass Effect two, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. percent And I think you nailed it. I, I'm with you on Mass Effect 3 all the way up until the end. I cannot get behind the ending at all. I think it's a terrible ending. I will always yeah. think it's a terrible ending. I do not I do not like that you can invest that much of your time into something and have an ending that's ambiguous as, as the ending of Mass Effect 3. I, 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 like, I like knowing what, what happens. And me and my wife talked about this with Game of Thrones. Like, if the Game of Thrones ending is like even slightly ambiguous i'm gonna be furious because i don't like that and you know what though the thing is with the ending i kind of feel and this is probably a really bad cop-out answer that the ending that they were gonna do regardless was just never gonna live up to the expectations i agree i agree thought of because it's really it the more that we do this it's hard to take three games worth of choices into as many endings as you could possibly yeah, have. Yeah, and, and, and have them end in a meaningful way for no matter what you choose throughout the three yeah. games. And, and I agree like, with that. And I just look at the ride that was Mass Effect 3, and I thought that's it was... your job. That's why I said it's kind of a cop-out answer yeah. to give. But it's just like, I look at the Star Child interaction that you had right at the end of that game. Like, even that was really awesome. It was just yeah. like the part right after oh. the, the colored explosions like that was yeah, where... which, no. yeah which flavor is your end mass effect 3 ending yeah green red yeah. or blue i i totally get it like i understand the complaints i just happen to really like how that ending um sort of elevated beyond like so you're you're saving the universe essentially right but then there was like this next level on top of that and that was just like perfect to me because when i die that's how i want my death to be like you don't just die. You go and hang out with the star child and they answer some important questions that determine the end of, or the future of the universe. Like, I don't know. It just really worked for me. And the, the whole idea of, you know, spending three video games worth of time crafting your own unique ending 
never really clicked with me. It was all about the the journey um, more than than the actual ending. I just didn't really care. By the time I beat it, I'm like, hey, great, I beat it. Like, what a what a ride that was. Yeah, but the 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 whole the whole ad campaign for the game was beating you over the head with your choices matter. Yeah, and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue about that. Didn't. I just didn't care about that. Personally. Well, I, I get I, it. I get it from other people. I totally understand. I just never cared about that. Yeah. I think that the choices do matter until the very end of the game. Right. So do they really matter? No. no. Yeah, of course they do. No. Fuck no, they don't. Well, it it depends. I mean, yeah, I mean, the... I, I understand both sides of it because as someone who enjoyed the ending, like, and I could see my, my choices along the way showed me things I didn't get to see. Um, or showed me things my my unique choices showed me unique things right and just because it didn't play into the ending didn't really bother me whereas that, I, I totally yeah. understand where some people it would i get it i'm not gonna argue that and you're right dan the marketing all along was like your choices will you know determine the outcome of this three game long campaign and it turned out it didn't really but i don't know i just i didn't care this was also one of the last things bioware did that was good yeah like I said, I I love the whole game. I'm I'm with Will 100%. The moments in that game were amazing. It was just the the end that, that that soured me to the to the third game specifically. And, and I guess the knock on Mass Effect 2 and why I don't have it is there really was no narrative. And not yeah. that that's a bad thing, but I just think the narrative that drives the story for a Mass Effect 3 was very compelling and everything like just seeing everything in shambles because the Reaper is that the threat that you've been seeing since Mass Effect 1 is there and they're actually just messing everything up and it wasn't like Commander Shepard was like able to stop it you know you, he couldn't he could not stop the Reaper invasion and so it was just really cool to see how everything was just crumbling around him and he was doing everything he could and that's that's what ended up happening yeah. I just think I think everything about the game was awesome and I'm with you Dan like I don't like the ending but overall the only thing I didn't really like about it was the, just the colored explosion that was it I think like yeah. the ending with the star child was good the when you're talking to what's his lips in the in the uh the black guy I can't remember his name you he helped you while you went through the Anderson Anderson thank you like that like all that like all of that ending stuff was good up until you made the choice you saw the end credits yeah so, I also happen to make arguably the right choice. So, same I'm here. A bi- I'm a little biased. Actually, I don't remember what choice. Uh, wrong choice. Did you do destroy, Corey? I did the one where Shepard breathes at the end. Spoilers. I think I did too. Yeah, destroy. Yeah. Uh, Beardless says I think taking that series power fantasy to the point where the player was allowed to unethically tamper with the DNA of the galaxy's inhabitants was where I dropped off. Is he yeah. referring to the Star Child stuff or the Yeah, synthetic? I think so. Yeah, when if the synthesis ending yeah. I think is is yeah. what he's talking about there. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, we should we should continue. because <laughs> uh, we could talk about Mass Effect for a while. I've got Mass Effect later on, so we'll maybe revisit at that point. Uh, I do have the right Mass Effect. The, the correct one, the I, correct answer. Yeah, correct. Three. I do I do want to say really quick that I've been on a huge space kick, too. So this is why I'm very impassioned by this this, this choice. And, Will, you mentioned to me that you're going to play Andromeda soon, and I'm actually pretty excited to for you to play that. As soon as I finish Far Cry 5 and Assassin's Creed Origins, I'm going to play Andromeda. Very excited for that one. 
<laughs> Mass Effect 3 derailing podcast since 2013. <laughs> Thanks, Beardless. I totally totally agree. Because we'll go off on a tangent every time that comes up, you know? Yeah. Do you know what's crazy? I've picked three stink bugs off myself since we've been sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Ew. Sorry. You didn't kill them, did you? No, I just flicked them away. All right, so that was number six, Will? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, my number six is Crusader Kings 2. I previously had it at number five. Uh, Crusader Kings 2, great game. Uh, I've recently, I haven't played it too recently, but the most recent time I played it, I played the Game, game of Thrones mod, which is excellent, and I really suggest any Game of Thrones fans out there to play the Crusader Kings 2 Game of Thrones mod. It's fabulous. Um, but for me, it's it's one of the best grand strategy games. 20-hour uh, learning curve, and that's just to learn the basics. Um, I spent a ton of time playing this game when my daughter was first born. She would not sleep unless it was uh, either on me or my wife. She would not. We could not put her down for the first probably three months of her life. Uh, so I would take her at night, lay her on my shoulder. I would lean back on my computer chair like this, let her sleep, and I could play Crusader Kings for six, seven hours just laying like that. Uh, nice. I, just, I just needed the mouse. Uh, so I would do that until four, three, four in the morning. However late I could, uh, I could stay up, and then I'd I'd pass her off to my wife, and then and then sleep then. So, um, so some memories there for that game too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, still one of the best grand strategy games of all time. They're still adding content. There's always some sort of new expansion that they're adding. Uh, but yeah, definitely recommend the Game of Thrones mod for that one. It's fabulous. Crusader Kings 2 was talked about not as much as uh, Guild Wars 2, but it was up there for a while for how much Crusader Kings 2 was talked about. Yeah, Corey, you played a little bit, right? I tried it. I couldn't... I couldn't... um, The couple times I tried it were bad times for me to try to learn a complex game. So it didn't get its best shake in front of me. I I still want to play it. It's very complex very complex but anyway eric number six number six he says uh i've got god and you know what i'm sitting here reading my list and i feel like this one should be a little higher for me uh-huh. you can move call of duty modern warfare modern warfare i there are a few games for whatever reason with my memory and and whatnot where i where i like remember things happening um, but Modern Warfare is one where I always have this memory of playing on Overgrown. Oh, yeah. And being up in one of the buildings uh, on the side of the river and just reeling off like, God, I wish I knew the exact number, but I had to have been at least 15 kills straight with a combination of people like across the river for me, picking them off people down the road to the left picking them off out the window people coming up the stairs trying to kill me getting them with claymores or my secondary weapon and i'll never forget just the groove that i was in in that moment it was just like it's probably the best groove i've ever been in in my life like i was just sitting there like i could not be killed it was fantastic it's probably the best moment of my online multiplayer gaming that has ever happened to me, and I'll never forget it. And so, probably for that reason alone, I'll never take that game off my list. Eric, Overgrown, in my opinion, is one of the best Call of Duty maps, too. Fantastic. Um, 
And you know what? Some of the Call of Duty maps that I look the most fondly of are in that game. Uh, Pipeline was another one I really oh, liked. I mean, Block. Yeah. Uh, Crash. We had that big building up Crash. top. With, yeah, everybody was going to that big building. Oh, I, I used to snipe up there. I mean, honestly, Call of Duty 4 changed shooters. Yeah, I... Oh, man, the, the sniping in that game? Oh, it was just so satisfying. Yeah, it, it's... The Call of Duty 4 is one of the the quintessential shooters to come out, and, like, I'm so glad that I grew up and got to grow up playing it yeah. because, like, people now are playing Black Ops 4, and, like, that's their Call of Duty game, and I'm like, man, you guys don't even understand how awesome Call of Duty 4 and, like, World at War were when it came no, out. No, I, I think that is the, quintess, the quintessential shooter. Yeah. Modern Warfare. I mean, that was that was really the one that set that series off running. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't think they've been able to do it. I, I liked World of War as well, but I don't I don't feel like that they have been able to recreate just like the package of the campaign as well as the fantastic multiplayer maps as one package. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like they've been able to recreate that since. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I still remember like playing that uh, first called the first mission in that game where you're uh, in the helicopter flying to the the ship in the sea and like it's storming out and like the waves are crashing up against the ship and stuff like that. It's just like it's such a um, it's just such a fun game. Like the multiplayer and the so, story campaign was one of the better campaigns in Call of Duty. Yeah, so good. That's that my, one. That that's one my favorite. Its, yeah, Call of Duty. That one might creep its way up my list next time. Well, you still got to move Mario 64 up a couple more spots. So, yeah, that's true. You got to figure out (laughs) between the two. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 so good. I just have so many good memories of of playing that one. I would. That's that's the game I was probably best at of any game I've ever played. You got pretty far in the prestiges too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I got I played the shit out of that game. Played Eric, I, I have a hard it. time believing you played it more than you played Rocket League. Pardon? I have a hard time believing you've played that game more than you've played Rocket League. Oh no, Rocket League, I've played more than that game. I, I would argue that that is your best game. In, uh, in my prime... If I was to compare the two of which one I was better at, I would probably say Call of Duty. That's impressive. Eric there was very times, good at Call of Duty. Before. There were times playing Call of Duty where like, sniping in particular, where if you got anywhere near my sights, you're dead. <laughs> Rocket League, I'll miss the open goal. Still. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> that's someone who often misses the open goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A Call of Duty did not miss the open shot. Gotcha. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Corey, number six. Yep. Uh, my number six is EverQuest. I hinted that it would be on my list. It's one of those things where um, it's all nostalgia at this point. Like, I would absolutely hate if I had to go back and play a game like EverQuest right now, which is fine. Uh, it just holds such a, a sweet spot in my uh, memory because uh, I was at the age of 13, 14, 15, where you're like, you're an actual human, but you don't have any responsibilities. So you can do whatever you want. Exactly. So um, where in in our household, uh, Dan, my dad, and my mom 
always got up for work um, over the summer at like 5.30 and were gone by by 6. So I would be tasked to watch Will for the day. So that would just turn into me sitting at the computer and playing EverQuest and turning 101 Dalmatians on for Will or whatever else you wanted to watch. Happy Gilmore um, was probably another one that you watched a lot of. I also remember playing uh, Melee a lot, Super Smash Brothers Melee a ton. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, at that age, other than feeding me, I kept myself pretty much occupied. Yeah, you were very autonomous, really. I mean, you were uh, you were a great kid to babysit because you required no attention. Yep. Which which worked out for both of us because I wasn't about to, to give you any. <laughs> he wasn't ready to pay you any attention. Corey just wanted to play EQ. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, those are just some of my fondest uh, memories in, in life come from from playing EverQuest uh, multiplayer with with uh, Eric and, you know, all the guys. And uh, also the time and place in my life. It was just it was that perfectly innocent, like before I knew what it was like to love, before I knew what it was like to lose love, you know, just like all the, the worst parts of parts of life. Like I just yeah. hadn't experienced yet. So it was just like all yeah. about EverQuest first thing in the morning all yeah summer. and it all was you awesome. had to worry about was palatal caverns yeah you didn't have to worry about women right and rent palatal caverns was a great leveling spot your electric bill <laughs> somebody uh, else was paying that yeah <laughs> it wasn't my problem it wasn't no. my problem you know but Will, I feel like you'll remember this, and I, I just, I just happened to pop in my head. But I remember sitting and playing EverQuest in the the computer chair I was sitting in, collapsing underneath me. Yes. Man, this is this is a great segue, Corey. I was I was going to bring up, and maybe we've told this story previously, but I feel like it should be told any time we get a chance, um, if I may, since we just did confirm that it was EverQuest one that we were playing during the week that your folks went out of town. Yes. Uh, I think they went to Georgia that week, if I remember. Atlanta. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were we were all hanging out playing, and our friend Kyle at the time was sitting in the computer chair, and he went to the restroom to relieve himself and took a shit. He took a shit, came back out, and... You know, we didn't think anything of it. Just using the bathroom like any normal human being would, and came back out, and we we're like, "Jeez, kind of stinky out here." After a couple hours, couple you. yeah, couple couple hours goes by. I think, dang, it's it's a little stinky out here. Come to find out, Kyle at some point admitted to us that he did not wipe his ass when he took a shit at your house. And then sat in your computer chair. Uh, His excuse was he couldn't find any toilet paper. (laughs) Couldn't find the toilet paper. Didn't ask anyone. He also couldn't find his vocabulary to then ask somebody, hey, where's the toilet paper? You know what immediately jumped into my mind is we live in an era now where you can just text somebody and be like, hey, I'm kind of in a a pinch here. Can you bring me some toilet paper? (laughs) I'm in a bind in here. Yeah. Back then, he would have had to, like, open the door and ask somebody. But, Corey, was that worse than him <laughs> then having to admit that he did not wipe his ass? No, not at I mean, no, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm just... 
I'm trying to help him out a little bit. But at the same, the whole at process. the same time, Kyle's one of those guys that wouldn't have the social wherewithal <laughs> to know that you're going to get picked on less if you ask for toilet paper than if you don't wipe your butt. He did everything in his power to get picked on as much as humanly possible. Yes, yes, he did. <laughs> and that was one of his finest moments. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. And I've never forgotten it, nor will I ever. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, ever. Um, but yeah, my last thought on EverQuest, I still to this day will Google old like EverQuest videos on YouTube just to to make myself feel good. I don't know. Yeah. Real quick, Corey, about the chair collapsing underneath you. I vividly remember that because I also remember you just laying there and not moving and me being like five and being like, Corey, and you just not <laughs> responding. Yeah, it was so. just one of those, it was one of those situations where like you feel like you're on a TV show. <laughs> you know, like this, this actually just happened to me. Just the way, like I just, the chair literally just collapsed underneath me and I didn't, like I felt no pain. It was such a like a glamorous collapse and fall, like straight on my back, that I just felt the need to lay there for an extended period of time. Yeah, like it was like the chair like was right here and it just like somebody took the legs off and you just went <laughs> like yeah. that is what happened, if I remember exactly. correctly. Oh, it's funny how that's that stuff sticks with you. Yeah, I I still that's one of my earlier memories of life of that. <laughs> <laughs> Me collapsing in the chair. <laughs> Yeah. I'm laying there. <laughs> Was EverQuest the Fortnite of its time? I think so. Yeah. At least as close as you could get. Yeah. I don't know. Because I think the, subs- the, the subscription fee was a little bit prohibitive for some people. Uh, sure. You could compare it to the season pass. Yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, when you think back, like in those days, you had to get a parent's credit card, right? Yeah. Actually, you probably still have to do that. I don't know what the minimum age to get a credit card is, but yeah, I like, would imagine back then, asking a, a parent for a credit card to put like in in an online form somewhere, like that was a big deal. Yeah. I don't feel like it is now. No. Well, and, like, and you could buy cards everywhere. You, yeah, you can go to the store and buy like subscription cards with cash. Yeah redeem those they didn't have that back in our day nope will number five my number five eric you're right smash wii u got replaced by smash ultimate of course it did um and actually charted higher on my list in the previous year i had smash wii u at six smash ultimate is five on this one so um wow smash smash. (laughs) um I think Smash Ultimate is the best Smash Brothers game. Um, people still fight over Melee being the best. No, it's Smash Ultimate. Um, end of story. Fantastic game. Looking forward to the DLC. Um, I've never been lazier on a weekend than that Smash oh. weekend, too. I mean, the perfect quote, wasn't it, Corey, your girlfriend who came in and was like, she said something to the effect of, are you guys going to, like, go do anything and you're yeah. just like i mean no yeah, this no. is this is what we're doing this is what we plan we're doing do. something yeah it was we... well over a day's worth of smash brothers in a weekend yeah, yeah. we would play from when we woke up till about two never got three. tired of it 
No. Not it's at my, all. And it's my goal every weekend to have weekends like that. I yeah. don't ever achieve it except no. that weekend, but like it's literally my goal to just be a lazy slob and play video games all weekend, every weekend. Oh, yeah. Great game. Definitely. I yeah. will say that weekend almost ruined my life, though, so my journey uh, home. Oh, right. Yeah, you could have died. Could have died. But you know what? Now you're stronger because of it. It's true. I'm buffer, stronger. Yeah. But strangely, if that's how my life ended, it would have been a good good exit. (laughs) Hey, I mean, you had a great weekend. (laughs) Exactly. Played the one game that I really wanted to play that year. You got to see the Utica Comets. Utica Comets. Got belittled by Corey's girlfriend. Chili, frittata. Chili, frittata. Pizza, (laughs) wings. Yeah. Had it all that weekend. Yeah. We lived like kings. <laughs> Chips. <Yeah>. Chips. <laughs> uh, pizza rolls. Oh. We housed those. Didn't, those are matter of did, minutes. Didn't you have two 40-count bags that we just ripped through? Two 40-count bags that lasted all of 10 minutes. I think I had, like, 15. Yeah. Of them. But, yeah, that Smash Ultimate is my number five. Nice. Uh, my number five, I've got Guild Wars 2. Um, I'm... What did that... Uh... Drop? Yeah, it dropped quite a bit, actually. It was my number two at episode 300. Um, I have. I don't think I've played it since. Uh, and I have also will say that I feel like we've talked about it enough in past episodes, so I, <laughs> I won't say any more about it now. Other you did fa- hammer home Guild Wars. Too, yeah, we, I, th- I think we've t- <laughs> we've talked about it enough. If you've been listening to us for a while, um, uh, the one thing I will say is there is some e- some things in that in that game that I feel like some modern games could could take a few lessons from. So uh, specifically the online shooters with the 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 way that they structure the world events. I think that's a it's a really important thing that Guild Wars brought uh, to the table that other games need to copy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I would agree. So. Eric, number five? Five? Five, yeah, five. Number five. How about Halo? Halo. Good pick. Number five. Yeah, the original Halo. Uh, And again, I kind of referenced this earlier on, but this is purely a nostalgia pick because uh, obviously some gameplay improvements have been made since the original Halo. Um, But man, I'll tell you what, some of the best times of my life were definitely... Uh, hanging out in Jared's basement, having, you know, four TVs set up with four Xboxes, just playing Halo, eating pizza, and drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah. I mean, without a care in the world about anything. Yeah. Those are the best days. Yeah. Yep. So, that's why Halo's still on my list. It's hard to argue with that, and honestly, Eric, I, I feel bad saying this out loud, but I hadn't... When I removed Halo from my list, I hadn't really considered that, you know, yeah. the the way it, it brought us together. Oh, God. And it was, like, every weekend. And oh, the, yeah. And the entire weekend from Friday night oh, until yeah. Sunday night, we played Halo yeah. and were filthy We had filthy the weekend and that Corey pizza. pines for every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Maybe that's why. Like, I'm just trying to return to, like, yeah. my 15-year-old self. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I have really to say about it. It's a good pick. Yeah. 
Honestly, no, I... when I listened to episode 300 and I got, I removed Halo 3 from my list, I was kind of very surprised, and I wanted to slot it back in, especially for how excited I am for the Master Chief Collection coming to PC, but I had a really hard time putting it in there, because um, Halo 3, I know you guys are talking about Halo 1, but Halo 3 was my jam, and looked back very, very fondly, it's probably my second most loved shooter um, ever, and Halo's great. If it makes yeah. you feel better, Will, Halo 3 would be the one that would be on my, if I had to pick one. Mm-hmm. Just because of the amount of hours I put into that game is just sickening. Other than Halo 4, it was the only Halo that I was good at, was 3. Yeah. Same. Get good. Get good or uninstall. Because, I mean, we, w- we won a Halo tournament, my team, so. Oh, brutal. <laughs> brutal tournament. I was actually I saw Billy uh, at work the other day, and we got we started talking about that tournament. Was he there? Yeah, he was supposed oh, to be our ringer. He was our anchor. Yeah. Wow, he let, us, let the team down. <laughs> yeah, he did. It's all Billy's fault. Our best player was not as good as their worst player, probably. <laughs> yeah, which was, which was me. <laughs> yeah. That was that was a massacre. That was a massacre. I was you beside guys, myself. You guys won well, the SWAT. Though. You know what the thing oh, about that's it? That's the only mode I'm good at, so I'm not surprised <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> the thing about it though is like I knew that's how it would turn out, but it still hurt. You I know? didn't. <laughs> Corey, I hadn't come to terms with that. I'm not sure I have yet. <laughs> you want a rematch? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have it in me. Oh, I couldn't threaten Dakota now. <laughs> Give me a severe ass kicking. Sure you could. <laughs> it, would, it wouldn't be illegal now. That's that's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, threatening minors I bet when Allison was oh. there that day to just be there she never thought she'd have to break up a fight between 17 year olds and you to guys be fair, I mean I know I know Eric like I get it but like yeah. they he provoked it oh yeah like, oh yeah. he really did clearly Wait, I remember it vividly we still Wait. talk about it and he's like yeah, oh, yeah. I, I provoked that yeah oh yeah he was asking for it I did text Allison after I left and apologized for my behavior. <laughs> you have nothing to apologize for, Eric. Well, I mean, it's not my finest moment. <laughs> well, no, but, like... He did deserve little, it. Little shit deserved it. Yeah, he did deserve it. And he would now admit he, that now, too. Now he's too big for me to argue with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Halo. All right. Corey, number five. Uh, my number five is st- I still have Terraria on my list. I'm sorry, like in terms of just pure um, gameplay, like yeah, pure gameplay, just fun elation. It's Terraria. It, there's no story. It's just have fun, like figure it out and go. And uh, I think that's very rare in games, and um, the games that do have that kind of structure to them are not nearly as complete or polished as Terraria in my opinion and uh, I'll never forget working at work beating Terraria with Will and his friends while I was at work it was me me, Johnny and maybe somebody else yeah there was one other person I think it might have been Evan maybe yeah that sounds right (laughs) and we beat it right or was it a was it a boss I can't remember we beat it because me and Johnny figured out how to beat it before, so we had done it, and we were walking you through it because you had never beaten it. Yeah. 
is how how it worked. So I had like my dumpy laptop on my desk at work, and uh, I was playing Terraria, and it was it was seriously like ten frames per second, just like the worst conditions. So much input lag, and I think like the network was awful because it was. I mean, it was a major corporation with shitty internet, <laughs> which is more common than you'd think. And uh, yeah, it was just it was a very very fun moment. Terraria is still great. Have you guys played it recently? It's still really good. I haven't, yeah. but it is pretty. It it does hold up. It's one of those games that I think will forever hold up. Oh yeah. The, it's, it's the real question is: Is it on Nintendo Switch? I think so. I think it's it is. It's on everything. I would think it phones. is. I don't think it's on Switch. Let me look. If it's not, mm. it should be. Uh, give me just a moment, please. Hold. Yeah. Hold, please. Good call, Will. Bring it right up. Uh, and then you can go to number four, Will. Uh, my number four, I talked about earlier how a lot of games on my list were games that I have pined to keep playing over and over and over again. So number four is Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's actually funny that, bringing this up, because when I listened to episode 300, Corey told me, and I had been saying for about, since episode 300, wow, why didn't I put breath of the wild on my list but Corey made a good point keep it off on this list because it's going to be a game that the further you get away from it the more fond fonder you're going to look back on it uh and Corey is spot on with that because it's charting very high and if i had a ton of free time to keep replaying games over and over and over again i would be probably on my fourth or fifth playthrough of this game uh because i think this is a very special zelda game and just a special game in general um, with everything it does. I think... I love how they do the story for the game with the memories. Um, Terraria is not on the Switch, by the way. Oh, it should be. What the heck? Yeah, I'm kind of I'm surprised it's not on here. But, yeah, the story that they did for Breath of the Wild is really cool because I liked how they did the, like, photograph memories and stuff because you get, you're just kind of thrown into this world and, like, yeah, go beat Ganon if you want or do all the other stuff. It's so, like you get, like, the backstory of what kind of happened in the world there. So that's something that I really liked that they did. Um, and just, like, the way the physics and mechanics work for the game, like, being able to solve puzzles by laying swords around to connect electrical currents and just, like, trying to, like cheap puzzles because I couldn't figure out how to do it. It's just like there's so many ways that you could beat areas in the game. It was just so much fun. Um, I loved like collecting the Korok seeds and just everything about the game. The different regions were awesome. I still remember climbing the the one mountain and seeing that dragon that you can get scales from and fighting it, the corrupted dragon. Um, I just, I love Breath of the Wild so much and I, I it, very happy that Corey told me to wait a little bit because it might not have charted as high on my list if I had it on there previously. Um, but yeah, that's my Breath of the Wild spiel. I'm yeah. guessing it might come up later. Oh, it'll come up later. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, we can talk more about it then. But yeah, sure. Breath of the Wild is my is my number four. Okay. Oh, <sighs> one big problem though. Yeah. The weapon durability. Gotta go. I actually like yeah. that about the game. Oh, no, no. I definitely can see why uh, people wouldn't like that. It didn't bother me because once you get far enough in, you just kind of have... You A, have the Master Sword, and you kind of have a revolving door of weapons that you can always get anyway. Um, so yeah, at, I can see why people wouldn't like at that. At the beginning of the game, that sucks. It yes. really sucks. I, I agree. Uh, okay, so my number, f- 
my number four is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That was the same. Number four, yeah. Uh, Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. That was the same as last time. I would really like to play this game again. I just don't know if I'm going to have the time. But uh, I remember it, Bloody fo- Baron. remember it fondly with Bloody Baron. Maybe one of the best quest lines that I've ever played in any game. My favorite. Um, it's good stuff. It is a kind of a... There's a lot of political stuff in it, which is has, has uh, Game of Thrones type of flavors flavors to it, which I also really like. Um, yeah, I, I, I adore that game. So it will remain at number four on my list. I still have to play The Witcher 3. I never played it. Yeah. Wow, you never played it. No, uh, I don't really know why either. Did you play 2? No, didn't play 2. I tried playing the first one, and actually, honestly, I hated it. So I never played it. I think Corey's the only one that played a significant amount of 1. Yeah. Skip 2, though, Will. I would pl- I would jump right into three if I do ever. End up three, it's it. by far the best one, by far, by a wide margin, at least in my opinion. Uh, Eric, number four. Number four for me is Heavy Rain. Uh, again, that was one that I played for our four in February uh, competition. It was the last one I needed to beat, and I did it the last day of February. I sat down and played the entirety of it in one sitting. Um, yeah, I think that that kind of lends itself to why I have such a good memory of it. Uh, just sitting down and playing through that whole, that story, just one, in one sitting with all those different characters and how everything kind of ties together in that and how there's different endings, but like having your, your specific ending for your playthrough, uh, I just thought it was fantastic. And it obviously had some issues with controls and things like that, but you know, it is what it is. But as far as storytelling, and I'm not a big story guy, that game had me hooked from beginning to end. It was just amazing. Heavy uh, Rain. I'd right? never, what's that? Heavy Rain, right? Yeah, I'd never never played a game like it before. I never played... Eh, it's just, eh, I did play a game kind of like it after. It wasn't nearly as good. I think it was made by the same people. It was the one that had Ellen Page in it. Um, oh, yeah. What was the name called. of that? Beyond Two Souls. Yep. Yeah. I was. Sucks. I just wanted to say, Quantic Dreams games are coming to PC, which is Heavy uh-huh. Rain, Detroit Become Human, and Beyond Two which Souls. I still would like to play at some point. Yeah, all coming to PC. I, yeah. At some point, I think in the summer, I read. So, I would because I, mean, I would Heavy very much Rain like to was, play those. Yeah, it, it was just such a such a cool story, and like all the characters that you come across, and like, oh man, just the way that everything ties together, it was fantastic. I'm not sure there will be another game like that ever. To be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. There may be a game in the same genre, which there have been, but I don't think another game in that genre is going to do it as well as Heavy Rain did. Okay. I'm interested. I will will get it when it comes to PC, no doubt. I said my piece. (laughs) Corey, number four. Uh, Newcomer to the list is Red Dead Redemption 2 coming in at number four. Four. Nice. Wow. Um, it's. I mean, Will, you talked about it a little bit with Breath of the Wild, but it's just the the further away from playing it, I get the the finer it ages, and a lot of it is my adoration for Arthur Morgan. I think he's big, unbelievable, unbelievable character. 
Um, if I could model my own personality after somebody in gaming fiction, it would probably be Arthur Morgan because he's kind of a badass, but he's also got a good heart. I was um, just going to say, I, and I was thinking about this earlier today, specifically about Arthur Morgan and what an interesting character is because he's a criminal. Yeah. But, like, he's a good guy. He, he yeah. it, It's like he, he can separate the fact that he's a criminal from his own personal life, you know? Like... And even everyone in the in the gang, like they're all criminals, but they're not bad people. Like it's just what yeah. they do. Well, I don't know how far you got into the game, Dan. I'm in chapter if, three or four. I don't know if you. There's some moments in the game where Arthur Morgan sits down, I think, with Tilly a couple times, mm-hmm. and like they have a heart to heart about yeah. exactly that. He's yeah. like, "I've done some bad things." Yes, and it's yeah. like, it's it's awesome. Like those moments. But he knows they're bad, and he acknowledges it. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's just it's his it's his being. That's yeah. what he's come to know. That's all what he, he has to well. do. To yeah, survive. yeah, and he's very effective at it. Uh, and also, toward the end of the game, is very endearing to to Arthur Morgan. So uh, that's a big part of it. But I mean, for that game to make it number four on my list, there's a lot more that goes into it. It's just so Let's beautiful. Talk Let's talk. About uh, it's yeah. I mean, it's just. It's one of those games you can turn on and you're there. You're in the old west. Um, the sounds, the the sights. I, I mean, let's if talk, you let's talk about the pacing a little bit because I know that that's something that has turned some people off. To I was talking to a friend today who who purchased the hundred dollar version of it, right? So he was telling me how his wife was watching him play it, and she was like, "I don't understand like what you like about this game. It's so boring and like slow, and there's nothing going on." But I mean, I feel like, and we talked about this when we did our episode on Red Dead, it was deliberately designed to kind of play kind of slow. Yeah. yeah. And it, I feel like it really lends itself well to, like, that, that like, Western feeling and kind of, like, being an outlaw. It's kind of, even though you're in a group, Arthur was still very much kind of to himself. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I feel like the pace of the game really kind of showed that off in a way. Yeah, and they just did such a good job of like creating that. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it would have worked that like that pacing would have worked in most games. But excuse me, Red Dead Redemption Two is so beautiful that you don't mind things moving slow. You know, yeah, there's always it, something to look at, and you get sidetracked. Even well, at least I did. Even just going on these hunts, like I'd hear uh, you know an animal off in the wilderness and. I would just go off. I'd see like this giant elk, and I'd be like, "Oh, dang! I I really like to get that pelt." Yeah, you know, like yeah. And you'd go tracking that animal. Next thing you know, it's been thirty minutes and like, <laughs> or more. <laughs> yeah, thirty minutes or more tracking this fucking elk to get the pelt and like take the meat back to your camp. Which oh oh you got sitting... it. I was gonna say you got it to the camp. I would always put it on my horse and then end up putting my horse in the river and then I'd lose the pelt. <laughs> oh no, never happened to me. Never once. <laughs> it happened to me multiple times. Yeah, but like sitting here talking about it, like that sounds like a tremendous waste of time for for guys like us who are looking for games that respect our time right. and don't drag out and have all this shit going on. But like 
while you're while you're in the the flow of a game like Red Dead Redemption, you're not thinking to yourself, "This is a waste of time." You're thinking to yourself, "Damn, like I just really, really want to complete this hunt that I'm on uh-huh. and take this food back to my camp." Even though I know in my head, taking the food back to the camp really doesn't matter all that much. Yeah. But man, if I didn't just want to do it, yeah, you want to be <laughs> you know? useful because you, like that's the way to enjoy that game world. Exactly just by being useful being part of the camp right yeah i even spent time doing the camp chores like carrying bags of corn around and chopping wood <laughs> like and that, and when you hear yourself say that you think that's fucking ridiculous yeah <laughs> but when you're doing it in the game that doesn't cross your mind you're like no. i'm doing the right thing here Absolutely. these people need their wood chopped right and, and that's kind of what Arthur Morgan was, like Corey was saying. Like, he he's he's a hard ass. He's got a very like thick exterior to break through, but at the heart of him, he did the right thing yeah. that he had to do. Yeah, yeah. It's a special game. It really like, is, uh, and I think it'll only it'll uh, it'll only improve. Um, I I still haven't played any of the online stuff. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with. DLC? Have they talked about that yet? Not that I'm aware of. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's that's my number three. Yeah, uh, and, and or four. Sorry. To talk about your point with the pacing, Eric, I totally agree. The pacing is perfect for that type of game. Like Corey said, it would not work in a lot of other games with the slow pace. Like it just it it puts you that much more into that world. Like things move slowly back then you know it's just how they, it, they just nailed it yeah it's it's perfect it's like oh the store is closed well i guess you gotta wait till <laughs> wait tomorrow, till tomorrow. <laughs> yeah yeah t- tough shit i guess i, I guess, guess get my fucking I'll, ammo tomorrow i'll go know. i'll go stay at the inn or i'll go find a campsite out in the woods <laughs> exactly Dude, what one of I'll my cook my favorite, meat over the fire yeah one of my favorite moments and i talked about this when i was playing uh or when we did our, our uh episode about the game was when i went to one of the inns and I went in there, and there was a group of outlaws, and they told me that I better step away from the bar. And I went in there just, you know, to putz around, get a drink, you know, whatever. Yeah. They told me I had better step away from the bar. And I thought, <laughs> if I was Arthur Morgan, how would I handle this in real life? And I thought, you know what Arthur would do? He'd take a shot of whiskey, and he'd just start throwing haymakers. <laughs> and that's what I did. She did. And I fucking and I I beat all these guys' ass, and then I took another shot and rented a room for the night. Nice. There you go. And I thought that was just perfect. You're like, I'm not even gonna run away from this. I'm gonna no. stay here tonight. I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna say, <laughs> yeah, I, this this these trail bodies here, that was me. What are you gonna say? About <laughs> what it? of it? Yeah. You want me? You want me laying there next to these guys? <laughs> I'll have another shot. What a game. So it good. Is. It's a special game. Will, number three. My number three fell back a spot, but it's Final Fantasy VI. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I we've talked about this game at nauseum, so I will we'll spare that, but great game. Great Especially because I know it'll come up later. Yeah, definitely. Definitely will come up. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, what's what's the game? Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VI. Back a spot, oh, yeah. so another game's ahead of it. All right. Yeah, boy. Uh, get somewhere. <laughs> at my number three, I have Mass Effect 2. 
uh, my own personal favorite Mass Effect game. Um, we got Ooh. into Mass Effect earlier, so I won't I won't <laughs> uh, throw some salt on those wounds. But yeah, Mass Effect Two. Uh, I also had Mass Effect Two at episode three hundred at number three. So that's my number three game. Eric, number three. Oh, jeez. Let me get my list here, Dan. Sorry. That's right. Uh, number three. Oh, Journey. Journey. Man, what a game. This is another one, man. I just had such a weird connection to this game, and this is one I'll never forget too. Uh, you know, a lot of the games that I that I, as as we're talking about these are they have things that I don't forget, which is odd for me because I because I forget everything. A journey, though, specifically at the end of the game, I remember walking up the the hill or the mountain, whatever you want to call it, and like thinking to myself based on what i was seeing on the screen and you should definitely play it so that you you can picture what i'm picturing if you haven't played it um it looked like this is going to sound very strange to people who have not played it but it looked like literally like sperm swimming on the screen into like an opening you know which could be interpreted as you know life basically and i remember thinking to myself after at the end of the game i was like man this is just like it's just talking about like kind of the cycle of life and i just had never had a game that made me think about anything like that before and i was just like blown away by it and i had already really liked it before the end of the game but because of the visuals and it was just like unlike anything i'd ever played before and but man the end of the game just really took me on a ride that i had never been on before and it was like kind of an emotional and spiritual journey i guess you could say for lack of a better word and i'll just never forget that you should go back and listen to our our episode about that i'm sure i probably put it into better words at that point but yeah yeah well eric i'll jump in as a as a fellow journey fan and i'm pretty sure the game was on my list if not for episode 300 uh in the past um I'm with you 100%, and I, I like that that that's the metaphor. It's yeah. for me, it's like the journey of life. Yeah. Um, and by the end of it, you it, it sort of it doesn't really click with you until you're at the end of it, and you're like, not at all. I get it now. Um, and we talked about uh, we've shared the story multiple times about people's experience, like doing most of the game with another multiplayer person, and then by the end of it, losing that person, and how just devastating that is, and that like that's part of life yeah uh, like Corey, sorry to interrupt but yeah no, like, I, I didn't even really think about it like at the time either because i didn't know that was a mechanic in the game yeah i didn't realize that the people that i was coming across in that game were actually other players i thought it was like a computer thing like an ai and i was super bummed when like i lost the 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 guy that i was like wandering around this world with and then, you know, didn't really have any reason to be. And it, it was just like real life, like, you know, not just like it, obviously, but, you know, to an extent, just like real life where, like, people kind of come and go throughout your life and you're, you're mm-hmm. going on this journey. What a great name for the game. Um, you're going on this journey through life where you're meeting these random people and you didn't even have to talk to them or say anything to them, but you were, like, bummed mm-hmm. when they were gone. Yeah. You know, and then at the end, you're like, all right, this this game has literally been about 
living life and the people you come across and then you know i guess kind of like reincarnation or something it makes you at least think about those kinds of things sure how many other games do that very few not many no you know very few uh, and that's Buddy. why, I like, when we talk about games as art, I always have Journey, like, oh, at the top of my... One. Yeah. Number one. It's such yeah. a unique aspect of um, the gaming medium is to be able to, to have a shared experience with somebody else. You know, like, you, you don't get that in any other medium. And not talk to them, especially. Right. You know, you just yeah. all you do is you see their name at the end of it, like their screen name. But, like, it's pretty awesome when you see a screen name. You're like, you're like, oh, fuck, man, I just shared this with, you know, 69 or 69. <laughs> uh, XX Sephiroth. Yeah. Yeah. Great Who game. am I kidding? Nobody's using Sephiroth in their handles anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's like a that was 15, 15 year years thing. ago, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like to think 69 or 69 isn't playing Journey. <laughs> Sure. Call of Duty. Person is. They're playing Fortnite. Fortnite nowadays, yeah. <laughs> number 10, Fortnite. All right, Corey. Set my piece. Number three. I've got Rocket League at number three. Um, my top two games my, my top two games may never be displaced, um, and they haven't changed uh, in a while anyway. And they're, My number one is Final Fantasy VI, and my number two is Final Fantasy Taxes. I'll just say it now because I don't have anything to say about those two games that hasn't been said before. Um, but I do have Rocket League at number three. I think it's moved up on my list uh, previously. And for me, it's just it's gotten to the point where I cannot play Rocket League because if I do, I will never play anything else. So I just, I just don't even turn it on anymore. I don't have it installed. Like, I just... I have to pretend it doesn't exist because it just let's, consumes. It consumes Corey, me. Let's let's hold more Rocket League talk. <laughs> I don't want to get into it yet. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Right. Yeah. Okay, then Will number two. My number two is a newcomer. Oh. And that game, Woo. you guys are gonna be surprised. Is Assassin's Creed Odyssey number Damn. two? Number two. Okay. I don't... This might be a case of right place, right time for me. But, and I'll go back and say it, for a game that I've been pining to play again, this is atop of that list. Everything about this game, I loved about it. I loved the open world. It's one of the better open world games out there. I think the storyline with it is really cool. I think the protagonist, Cassandra, is by far the best protagonist in the game. Uh, what a likable character she is. I didn't, did not play Alexios, but uh, I did play Cassandra. Yeah. Their Greek world was beyond fascinating to explore. There are so many cool missions in that game. Uh, like I talked about the one mission where you save uh, the you have the choice between saving the people on the island and if you save them the island eventually gets infected by the plague and everybody dies off and like that can happen or if you kill the family you're doing that and you're saving the island so the island doesn't get infected it has sto- like missions like that and there was countless missions on the different islands that were really cool the other one that I really liked is the um uh I won't get into too much spoilers, but it's uh, basically a Spartan war where you're trying to overthrow the government on there, uh, and you team up with Kira as one of the characters, and I can't remember the guy, but like you do this whole mission, and then it ends like with a very tragic ending. There's just so much good storytelling in this game that 
I look back on so fondly and loved every minute of the game. I was actually bummed when I ended up beating it, um, the main story at least, but there's still three other stories that I have yet to complete in the game. Um, there's the cult story, um, I don't know who's running the Cult of Cosmos, and then the Atlantis story, that I don't know what happens with that. So, like, I'm still not even done with this game, and it's charted this high. Um, I love the game so much, and I think... I get mad when I see people talk about how Assassin's Creed's lost its way because everybody complained that Assassin's Creed was getting stale. So when they changed up, everyone's complaining that it's different now. Um, that really bothers me because this game is unbelievable and I think people are shortchanging it because it's not a linear game like the Assassin's Creed's used to be. Um, and I think everybody should play this game because I think it's amazing. I like it. But yeah, yeah. I'll back you up a little bit, Will. Um, I think I had said that if I had beaten Assassin's Creed Odyssey, it, it may have been uh, my number two game of the year yeah. this year. So uh, I really, really adore it. And I'm with you on the, the Greek world, the way they captured the beauty and the the mystique of that world. Um, yep. It's awesome. Yeah, and Jake says there's three DLCs to it that I haven't even gotten a chance to play yet. Um the the game is so massive that you like I put maybe fifty some hours into it and I'm st- like still not done with the game like there's still a lot more that I want to do but like the game just has this mystique and like mystery to it and it's just it's so much fun and like hunting down uh, cultists is one of my favorite things to do like it's pretty samey like you know the, you find where they are and you kill them but just like some of the dialogue that happens between some of the cultists because you find out oh they were a part of the story so like you're betrayed by them I don't know it's just all really well done and I loved this game and as I said it might be right place right time type of game where um, I might not think as highly of it on episode 500, but man, did I I love it and want to play more of it. So, it, it put Assassin's Creed because I was the Assassin's Creed defender out of all of us, and I loved the games and had stuck up for them for a long time. Uh, but I got away from that, and now like it's kind of putting it back on the map that the Assassin's Creed games are really good again. So that's yeah. my spiel about Odyssey. I look forward to playing it. Well, I really do. Yeah, I think. You'll enjoy it, Eric. You would enjoy it. Um, great game. Combat's so much better than any of the other Assassin's Creed games, too. It's not janky, and it's not just counter the whole time. So Yeah, yeah I look forward to playing it. Okay. All right, uh, my number two. My number two is Final Fantasy VI. That's right. It got yeah. bumped from number one because oh my, my favorite God. game... Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah! Oh, I quit. No, you don't understand. Legend of Zelda... Go ahead, Will. So, because Corey and Eric aren't on every episode, Dan talks about... Okay, so Breath of the Wild comes up just about every episode. It's the new Guild Wars. Kinda, yeah. It honestly honestly (laughs) is. It comes up almost every single episode. We, we talk about Breath of the Wild, but go ahead, dude. Yeah, no, I it's it's the game that... Uh, Corey talked about... Oh, what game was... I don't know what game was a few games ago. Where it's a game that, like... Rocket League. If you started playing Rocket League again, you wouldn't play anything else. Yeah. And that's what happens when I start playing Breath of the Wild. I play nothing else for months. That happened... Uh, I, there was a period of time, three or four months last year, uh, where I just played Breath of the Wild and nothing new. And every day I have to fight not playing Breath of the Wild. I have to fight it off. 
because yeah. I play the Switch a ton, uh, and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to power through uh, some of the more recent games that came out. Obviously, it's stuff that came out last year, but uh, you know, it's still still topical stuff. But I still have to fight off that 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 craving in the back of my mind, like an addict. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that, that's addict talk right yeah. there. And I I wanted to bring up because you know, a lot of my nostalgia games uh, have have taken a tumble off my list. Obviously, I, I got rid of Earthbound. Um, Final Fantasy VI went from I I thought for sure that was never going to be toppled from my top ten list. But um, when I was doing this list, I, I I tried to figure out like, okay, is there any situation in my life right now where I would pick playing Final Fantasy VI? or breath of the wild and there's just not you know yeah there's a lot of good That's memories fair. i have with the game but i'm also making new memories with breath of the wild you know my son's playing it my daughter plays it my wife played it a little bit i played it a ton i want to play it more i damn it number one damn. favorite game of all time let me special let me, game let me throw a scenario game. at you okay final fantasy 6 walks up to you and says hey dan don't leave me Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild walks up to you and says, Hey Dan, I know you love me. What do you who do you who do you go home with? Breath of the Wild. Oh, you're a sick, sick man. Blasphemy. I just I Final can't. Fantasy Six is crying. I, 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 I'm aware and I feel I feel bad. I never <laughs> thought that would be supplanted. But all those characters, all those beautifully written characters and all their story arcs and you're just gonna poo poo them for to, to make some food out in the wild. Shadow's gonna come and kill you. To go and collect a bunch of <laughs> shitty old weapons that are just gonna break. And, and the thing is, like, and your you, your your comment is valid, Eric. A lot of people hated the the weapon durability thing. I, I did, but I terrible. I loved all that stuff. I loved but the rain why? when you couldn't climb things, uh, because it made you it made you improvise. That's yeah. the the game is about impro- imp- the, improvising. I'm with you on the environmental things, but not the weapon things. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, it, again, it made it made you improvise. Like, okay, I I don't have a lot of weapons here. I can't take out this goblin camp, or I can find a really creative way to take out this moblin camp. And when you get far enough into the game, anyway, you have a ton of weapons to choose from. Yeah, I didn't you know have, what, any, have any issues. Lately. I don't like that argument. That's that's like saying you need to get a season into a show before you like it. I hate well, that argument. It's well, it's about progression. Yeah, I, I know what not, you're saying, it's, but it's not the season argument because by the time that you get far enough into the game, you have so many weapons that it doesn't really matter. It's an early game thing. It's well, no it's... different. It's no different than being blocked out of a skill early in the game because you don't have enough experience points or you're not that level. It's uh, no disagree. different. Disagree completely. It's no different though. I'll also say, uh, you know, as someone who's beaten the game, um, I I didn't really feel like I was ever comfortable with my inventory of weapons uh there's always that concern in the back of my head i don't think i ever except for what is it the master sword that doesn't break yeah i think it, that was the only weapon it, i ended up having it like, runs out of energy game. yeah i don't know but, i remember being really frustrated when like my trident broke and i looked at the requirements to get a new one and it was just like well i'm never gonna spend the time to get what i need to make this again <laughs> And and I, I, I like like on paper I like the idea of being in a dungeon and like not having what I need to beat the dungeon. 
and being like, okay, well, I need to improvise here. But in practice, it never played out that way. It was just like, well, I guess I got to leave this dungeon and go find some well, you, outside in the world, which is on me. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, like, the way I play games, it didn't work for me. You also have the Divine Beast skills, too, to take out enemies. Yeah, you know, you're right. It's not like because you ran out of a weapon, you're screwed and you can't do anything. There are other ways to be able to do it. Sure. No, it's just annoying. Super not annoying. Necessary. Yeah. Breath of the Wild, number one. Yeah, that's, a, that's a bold pick, Dan, but I, I uh, applaud it. New memories. All right. I, Will, you started to say... Will, you started to say um, before I got up to go to the bathroom about Breath of the Wild and how it ages. And I yeah. just wanted to say that I agree with you. And the the further I get away from that game, the more I think fondly of it. Because I, I know I liked it and, and said as much when the year it came out. But um, you, were, you, you guys weren't crazy about it, though. Yeah. I think if you go back and listen to the tape, you'll, you'll realize... Yeah. We weren't that hard on it. We, we just were as crazy it more about than it. I yeah, we just weren't as crazy about it as you guys were. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know if I mentioned too, but uh, Max has beaten the game several times, and he's also that's... far better at the the final boss battle than I am. Far better. Mario Kart Eight can only be so far away, Dan. Uh, I should practice. I really should. I can't wait for that day to come. Well, I will tell you guys as soon as it happens. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> Eric, number two. Oh, man. I'll tell you what. The, my biggest disappointment with this whole thing is that I'm the only one that has The Last of Us on my list. I just can't <laughs> even fucking fathom how you three jackasses, <laughs> not one of you, could find it in your heart to love The Last of Us. I, I'm with Corey. fucking everybody else on Earth did. I, I'm Meanwhile, with... we have four Final Fantasy games yeah. on our list. <laughs> yeah. I'm with Corey on this one, and uh, better movie than video game. Right, Corey? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, man, that's my succinct explanation. I, I like, this, sure. like the story. Did, didn't, like, didn't like the gameplay that much. That was my, my issue with it. It was largely it's... personal, but... I find it hard to follow that argument with somebody who liked The Witcher 3 as much as you did when the gameplay in that was pretty fucking bad. It was better well, on PC. And we're also talking about two totally different kinds of games here. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just saying, but if you're telling me the gameplay is what threw you off, I'm here to tell a lot you of the it, gameplay on Witcher 3 wasn't that good. A lot of it was shooting be a first, you know, being a third-person shooter with a controller, yeah, which I hate. Fair. That's fair. We're also you, like you uh, do hate shooters on consoles. I can't. I can't play them. It's awful. I, I can't. I don't even think I'm going to touch Anthem anymore. It's just. It's bad. Well, it's not plenty fun. of reasons. For that. <laughs> that's that's one of the reasons. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm glad. I'm glad we spent money on that game, Dan, because I've, I haven't given it more than thirty minutes. Yeah, I played probably two by or three yourself hours. the same night that we offered to play with you, but that's neither here nor there. That was by design. <laughs> but you guys I, know I, that. We have no doubt. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> but anyway, The Last of Us. Oh, man. Yeah, like you were saying, Dan, what a great video game story that was. Uh, and you know what was underrated about that game? Maybe not at the time, but I feel like now 
the multiplayer was really really good in that yeah game. i never tried the multiplayer i never it never was fun it. it was really good because it still it kept like the crafting aspect involved and it was really fun and it got pretty intense uh i will give you the shooting mechanics not the best you've ever played um but i think as a total package with the characters and the story and everything wrapped into one that was just man what a game it still breaks my heart that that did not win the game of the year for us. My my favorite part still of that is is uh, the cannibal part. That was you, that was any the. Cl- you have Bioshock Infinite on your fucking top ten list. Yeah, it's number number nine for me. That's the only one. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I'm the only one, one that has it. Year over less was incredible. Good game. If I was doing <laughs> no. a top twenty list, it would be ahead of Last of Us. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> would you have it on your top 20 Corey? bioshock infinite yeah probably okay i probably would too i'd but probably have not it in top sure, 15 which is appalling yeah but last of us is definitely not anywhere near the top 20 <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate you Corey. uh <laughs> all right anyway well i feel i feel like the gameplay is really the only thing you can complain about for that game right i mean because the story we all agree the story was great Sure. Yeah. Gameplay is the one. Intense moments too, like yeah. when you're trying to turn the electricity on in that one building, and you're down in the water in like the basement area. Oh my god, I was like not trembling, but like I was like scared shitless. It was just man, just so intense and like kind of depressing, but man, and Joel was such a good character and his relationship with Ellie in yeah. the opening to that game, man. I don't. I'm not positive I could handle the opening of that game now. Like we were talking about earlier, yeah. Mm. With how soft I've gotten, I'm not positive I could handle that. Yeah, I think you my know? my two favorite parts were the parts of the cannibal and then the giraffe part. You remember the giraffe part? Giraffe part, yeah. Yeah, that was that's good know stuff. It was they fight through like a school or something. And they go out on the balcony of a of a thing. And there's some giraffes majestically walking that had escaped from a zoo or something. Some greenery. Yeah. Huh. It's a very, very, very nice cinematic moment. But you guys remember the opening? Oh yeah, yeah. With the guy on the I don't, door, like I don't want to spoil. No, 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 not that. After that, yeah. Ugh. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not wait, wait, sure. If wait. You're talking about a specific moment or the whole yeah, sequence? Yeah, I mean, the, Was that the when... whole opening sequence? I mean, yeah. What happens there? Yeah, that's it when Joel went to Starbucks Joel and got that. Salted caramel latte. Oh, man. <laughs> That's one I just can't fathom how Corey oh, can honestly say that Joel is not a black coffee. <laughs> you know what? This is another one that I can't remember all my well thought out arguments, but you got to go back and listen to the tape. There's no way to defend that. Uh, I think I pointed to some books that were in his library, his personal library that. <laughs> indicated so, to me that he was so, not a black coffee drinker. So because Joel is well-rounded as a reader, he doesn't drink black coffee. Yep. Huh. <laughs> He's okay. a, a Starbucks uh, caramel macchiato kind of guy. Let me ask you this question, Eric. Maybe, maybe this will help clear it up. Do you think Arthur Morgan drinks black coffee? Yeah. Of course he does. Of course he does. If you think... Arthur Morgan drinks black coffee and Joel doesn't. Corey, I just we're not on the same wavelength there. <laughs> I guess we're They're not. They're damn near the same character. 
Beardless brings up a good point. Uh, not not big on The Last of Us, but Left Behind was excellent. I totally agree. Left Behind was excellent. I feel like the pacing was a little bit better in Left Behind. Did you play Left Behind, Eric? I did. Okay. It was all right. Yeah. I thought the pacing was a little bit better in that one. I, dis- I disagree with that. But yeah, the black coffee debate, Corey, I just will never... We're just not going to see eye to eye on that one. You just want him to be so manly, but he's he's, he just, he's not half the man that Arthur Morgan is. I'm sorry. God. I'm sorry. He had far more of a struggle than Arthur ever fucking thought about having. I, I want to say so many things, but it's spoilers for Red Dead Redemption, so. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I've never I um, beat it. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want to. I will don't say. Spoil RDR. I know what it's like to be the only fanboy of a game and try to convince you three assholes to well to, no no uh, the thing is is i am not the only fanboy no no i mean i happen on to the be show. on a podcast with the only three people in the entire world right. who are not fans <laughs> no, i'm not i'm not pretending like you're the only one who likes last of us i know it's universally acclaimed i just mean like in terms of yeah getting you assholes to care about it yeah yeah uh, no, i know what you're saying it's nearly impossible and it's frustrating <laughs> but um well it's been an eight not, year struggle it's not like we're <laughs> stubborn or anything yeah. individually yeah but i will say uh i've said it before i'll say it again the last of us has my favorite ending in all of video games oh great ending i didn't even yeah. touch on the end yeah yep are we getting the last of us 2 before the end of the playstation 4 it could be one of those situations where it comes out for both that's what I'm wondering because we've seen literally nothing since they showed it off at E3 like two years yeah, ago. That's another, that's another one though. Do you even touch it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Could never live up. Yeah, it doesn't live up to Bioshock Infinite. Oh my god. <laughs> Last of Us 2 is already better than that. Uh, oh, I, I, I like Bioshock Infinite. Obviously, Chill chimed in. His unconventional number one and number two, Alan Wake. In Bioshock Infinite. Oh, I did not like Gallon Week. I, d- I never Obviously played it. Chill. Good games right there. <laughs> I like Bioshock Infinite. I did. Uh, not familiar with Gallon <sighs> Week. I didn't. I have not played that one. I didn't like. I'm Alan familiar Wake. with it. I, it. I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it. There were just a lot of, and I can't remember exactly what it was that turned me off, but I think it was a lot of the. There were some repetitive moments running through the woods or something. I, yeah. I can't really remember. Yeah. yeah. You're no. You're 100 right. Um, yeah. Alan Wake had some awesome moments. The highs of Alan Wake were really good, but the lows were really bad. Yeah. It was a little inconsistent. Do you know what I wonder? It's because we probably, I think we played the game a couple, like maybe two or three years after it had been out for a bit. So maybe if we had played it when it first came out, we would have enjoyed it a lot more. Or maybe. Uh, It might have been one of those I definitely played it later. Yeah, we, we both did. Did you guys get to the point in the, like, cornfield with the... I beat that game. The stage... Yeah, yeah that was the, awesome. Okay. Yeah, that was really cool. That part was fucking great. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but the the traveling through the woods. Oh god, with those little phantom those, things that oh, were hunting you down. That was fucking awful. Oh. Those are the parts that were just like, all right, that's enough of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> After the hundredth time of yeah, yeah, like yeah, enough's enough. Corey, right. number two. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, my one liner for that game is it's it was it's it couldn't exist today. I really don't think it could because there were so many game breaking ways to build your team 
um, that would somebody would post on the internet and that would be the end. Nobody would enjoy that game anymore. So I don't think a game like that could ever exist again, which is really unfortunate because it was so well done at the time. But I, I don't want to get into it. We talk about Final Fantasy Tactics all the time. Sure. No, let's get into it. No, no, no. I like Tactics for what it's worth. It's my number one, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number one. So get, get into it, Will. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's going to never be dethroned as my number one game. Um, you say that, but Dan, Dan. I never thought Final Fantasy VI would be supplanted. Yeah, but Dan's also weird because he keeps throwing tactics further and further back on his list. Yeah, Dan's doing some hipster stuff tonight. Yeah. I love it. Dan, I love what you've done. Thank you. List. I'm telling you, nostalgia's falling by the wayside a little bit for me. Yeah, yeah. Dan. No, I'm making I'm making new gaming memories with with my children. So, what kind of we, IPA are you drinking tonight, Dan? I'm drinking Utica Club <laughs> and Guinness. No IPAs. Yeah, ah, the Guinness. You, there I think you go. Done well tonight. Yeah, Where's your fedora? Put the fedora on and chug that Guinness. <laughs> My fedora got packed away and I haven't been able to find it yet. <laughs> I just, I don't know, Dan, what you don't enjoy about tactics anymore. It's not that I don't enjoy it. Wait, uh, it's, it's not it, on your list at all? No, it is. It's number, what is it, nine? <laughs> oh. This, this is like our, exact, this is like exactly our, what I wanted. This is like our second place argument for best console. Yeah, what but... What do you mean it's at number nine? Oh, tactics! It's it's at number eight for that's me. It? No. Well, that's even more what? bullshit. Well, Dan, I would argue that that's one of our finer moments in our history. That's true. I mean, uh, yeah. we still remember those days fondly. Yeah, me and Eric screaming at each other over second place. Well, I just remember like the, the argue, the intense argument, and then Dan being like, We're, "We are arguing about second place," <laughs> and me just being like, "Oh yeah, we are." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't care anymore. Because the Wii U one, right? I think it was. The yeah, Wii the Wii U, U one, and we were arguing about PS4 oh, or man, Xbox. Fucking Wii U one, guys. Xbox one. Yikes! Another the, no. That was, that was that was the was... year that they had. It was, I think it was Smash Mario Kart eight, and I think there was another game that came out for it. Splatoon, probably. Yeah, it was. It was a like hefty Wii U year. Splatoon. Yeah. It was the only year the Wii U pumped out stuff. But. Yeah, I mean, I, as Corey said, we talk about Final Fantasy Tactics all the time. I hope for the love of God they do either a Steam or a Switch release for this game because the only way to play it really is on either my PlayStation 3, which I don't feel like plugging in, or my phone, and that's not going to happen. So, Because um, I got I was doing yearly playthroughs of this game, and I haven't the last two years. So, But, I mean, the story for Final Fantasy yeah, Tactics... Yeah, it just doesn't hold up anymore, huh? Yeah, I might just drop it off my list. <laughs> like Dan. Wait, what would you, what do I drop off the list? Well, you tactics. don't have tactics on your list, right, Dan? No, it's number seven. No, eight. <laughs> I thought it was number nine. Eight. <laughs> I still can't believe Dan doesn't have tactics on his list. Yeah, it's somewhere on the back half of his <laughs> list, somewhere squandering away in the. You know. Okay, you know what? I'll I'll put it on my most hated games list. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There you go. Uh, we should do that. We should do most hated games. Oh my god, that's a good idea. Actually, that like every uh, like four hundred and thirteen. What's unlucky number thirteen could be the bad games. Yeah. How have we not come up with most hated games? Because I don't. I, 
I have trouble, unless I have been drinking, coming up with strong feelings about anything other than sports, usually. <laughs> I feel you. You know? I think that's yeah. our age talking, Eric. Nothing really gets my gander up these days unless somebody says something negative about the Bills. That still gets my gander up. <laughs> I will say, too, it's harder for me to articulate an argument for why I don't like something. Yeah. As opposed to why I do like something. I think it's, it's, why, it's why I'm not positive that I'm a great manager at work because anytime <laughs> somebody does something they probably shouldn't, I think to myself, I could see why they'd do it that way. <laughs> I do you it know? the same way. Yeah, like, uh, but Eric, it may that's be how I would do it. But but I see why they would do it that way. But that's what makes you a great manager. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you could look at it that way. That's yeah, what I, I would know. think. Definitely. <laughs> but then I don't like coach people. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see that. <laughs> it makes sense. I get it. <laughs> you know, I don't have a strong feeling one way or the other about anything. So that's how I feel, Eric. That's our age talking. Yeah. Mid thirties. Don't care. <laughs> yeah, gotta I've be got far more important be. things to worry about. I'm trying to think of a game we've all hated. Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dan sold his there. Xbox because of it. Game fucking blue. <laughs> uh, getting remastered, by the way. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm like, I did hear they're redoing some of the stealth though. Really? Yeah. Yes. It's weird how much I hated that game. I'm actually interested in getting it. I don't know why. Mm. I'm a sheep. But okay, yeah. where where oh. were we, Eric? I think I'm the number... only one that hasn't said what their number one number game one. Was. Let's hear it, Eric. I think we oh, know, yeah. but let's make it time official. For me and Corey are talking about Rocket League. Yeah, the best let's game ever. It. The most addictive game ever. That's for sure. I've put so many hours. I don't have a an accurate tally, but I've purchased it on every platform that it is available to purchase. Whether I play it or not, I don't really care because I, I just want to show my support for the good developers over there and the Rocket League team. Um, and like Corey said, it's just one of those games where you take some time off from it, and if you go back to it, you just don't want to play anything else and it's for a few reasons it's because the games only last like six or seven minutes yeah which is perfect for you know where i'm at these days yeah um the competitive nature of it is so fun yeah it's a game that is uh, i guess you could kind of say it's it's easy to play but very difficult to master and i've put in god you know hundred high hundreds of hours I'm not even close to mastering the game. Yeah. Not even close. And watching people who are masters at the game is incredible. Yeah. My brain just doesn't compute quickly enough to do the things that they do. Yep. I'm with you in that I've sort of come to the realization that I my physical limitations prevent me from getting as good as some of those people. Absolutely. Like, you think to yourself, how did he ever think? A, how did he think to do that? And B, how was he able to think it and then do it quick enough? Right. You know? But, yeah. yeah. And the thing about Rocket League that surprises me that I like it that much is it's not a game that I've played mostly with people that I know. It's a game that I've played mostly with people I don't know and don't talk to. 
which makes me realize even more how much of a great game it is because a lot of the games on my list are nostalgic or like Halo for instance that I've played with you guys growing up where like that one for a multiplayer game that I really have played mostly with people that I don't know yeah. to have it as my favorite game I think speaks volumes about just the, the gameplay and like how intense the games can get in the moments that you can have when you do pull off like an amazing save or an amazing aerial goal you know when there's no time left on the clock oh man there oh, just yeah. are far fewer feelings in the world that give me the satisfaction that rocket league does yeah the the range of emotions that rocket league yeah. brings out of me i don't think that i don't think any other game will come close to that uh, but they've also done a really good job of keeping people engaged uh, with the way they do the, I forget what it's called, but like the seasons with the rewards. Um, I forget the terminology for all this stuff, but like they've they've really figured out how to make this thing sustainable. Yeah, they always do good jobs with their updates and all the partnerships that they have, and yeah, it's all interesting and adds to the game and. They have just done such a good job with Rocket League. I, I'm interested to see like kind of where they go from here. Uh-huh. You know, do yeah. they keep just adding on to this game, or do they do something different? Rocket League Two, or you know, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is. But this um, game has captured my my attention more than any of all time, and I just can't get enough of it yeah it's 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 hard to like even the competitive like sports games i've played the 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 thrill i get when i score that overtime goal or you know the depression i feel when i let in a stinker in overtime you know it's just like man it it can it's a game that can influence my day yeah which i which i don't i actually don't like that part about it but it just speaks to how how strong like how strong my emotions are from playing it it's like reliving the usa canada olympics yeah, seriously with prise and crosby every seven minutes that's yeah, still every tough to seven swallow. minutes you get those strong feelings <laughs> one way or the other you just yeah. hope for the best yep. <laughs> you hope you get to parise uh-huh. end of things i mean and they've also spearheaded the crossplay thing like yeah that's really important yeah, Rocket yeah. League was doing that before uh, before it was cool. Before it was cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much else to say. I mean, we've talked Rocket League to death at this point. Yeah. Okay. Special game, for sure. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, for it to be number three behind, for me, Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy, Ta- Final Fantasy Tactics, I think... And just completely, completely different from those games. Oh yeah, like way Maddie, way different. I mean, like it came Galaxy. out it came out this century. First of all, <laughs> start with that. <laughs> but uh, like those, like Dan was saying, those first two for me are definitely nostalgia picks. Rocket League would be the first one that is just purely based on how yeah. the quality of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Corey, number one. Final Fantasy VI. Do you want to? Final Fantasy VI. I don't really have anything to say. I uh, I don't think anything will ever kill the nostalgia factor I have for that game. And every time I replay it, um, I'm only pleasantly surprised at how well it holds up. So it does. Changes... It does hold up surprisingly well. 
Yeah. And I think the I think those Super Nintendo games hold up the best. Uh you go back and play Nintendo games, they don't hold up that well. And I think the early three D games don't hold up that well. But those pixel type, you know, side scrolling, sure. whatever RPGs, they hold up really well. Well, I mean that and it's that surprising. game came out at a time where the like all that shit was figured out. Like they were pumping out the best ver- the best SNES games you could get at that time. It was just like a perfected art at that point. So yeah. Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, shall we move on? Nibble bits? I hate to be a pain, Dan, but I'm probably going to have to go. Oh, yeah, like I got to go, too. I gotta five go or ten early. minutes. If you want, and I'm just throwing that out there, if you want to do something tomorrow and go through nibble bits, I'm happy to join in. I, I, I just can't. I can't last any longer. Okay. Yeah. Well, do, we wanna, do we want to do that? Because like, uh, we, we should talk about the, the Google Stadia thing. And uh, but this episode's been over two hours, so you guys have been putting out what like hour long episodes lately? Uh, it's usually between sixty and ninety minutes. Okay, just need yeah. to inject a little boost. Yeah, I don't want to derail your your process here. I just no, I uh, that's a good idea. Watched. I mean, if you want to go on tomorrow, that because uh, I mean it's eleven forty five. So yep. Yeah, the only thing is I won't be able to be on tomorrow. Oh yeah. But that, I mean, it doesn't matter either way. I don't really care. Yeah. I have no nibble bits. The only thing I want to talk about was Outer Worlds. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, we should probably call it an episode. And we should... This will be a two-parter. However we, we end up working it, uh, it'll be a two-parter. Whether we maybe even continue it next week. Because uh, people wrote in feedback, and I, I definitely want to get to that. But uh, mm-hmm. at least for now, we'll plan on, on tomorrow. Uh even if it's later, I don't care. I, I don't have anything going on at night, so uh, it have to be nine or later for me. Uh, we can't start any earlier earlier than nine for me, so <laughs> that's the, that's the earliest I can start. So um, start my good. side hustle tomorrow. So I'll be the, oh, right. nice. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that'll do it for episode four hundred Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Wow. Round of applause. Yeah. Good job, guys. Yeah. Way to keep it going, Dan and Will. Sorry I'm oh, such yeah. a slacker. Yeah, it's fine. I don't apologize for my slackery. <laughs> Corey, you've, you've been known to start podcasts and then leave. I, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> Just looking for that one special one. I start them, I sell them, I move on. Wait for the Dragon Ball one to launch. <laughs> I actually I do want to do that. Uh, and I was actually going to use... Are we still live? Are we still recording? Yeah, yeah. I, this episode's oh. not over yet. I haven't, I haven't, no, I, I, I haven't put a lid on how it. I want to re-engage somehow with the thumbstick athletes. I just don't know what that looks like yet. I mean, you're still um, engaged to a point. No, I know, but like, I don't know. I'm, I'm bare minimum. I just show up when I feel like it. Essentially, well, that's what Will and I have been doing for years. Corey, <laughs> since episode one, I've been bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, I you're pre- just living the life here. I prepared we... no notes ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I just yeah, I just want to throw that out there. I'm probably not going to be a regular on the show, the podcast again. But I don't know, I don't know what it looks like. I just I feel like I want to do something, and when I'm not doing this, I'm doing nothing. So it might as well be this, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. Are you announcing your comeback? No. Yeah, don't call Definitely it a comeback. That. No. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for episode 400 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Well. Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Black